0: Okay, okay,
1: folks, we are back for part two of our best and most disappointing of the year over at City of Eag. We've uh, gone over our for our top six each, kind of, but some stuff we haven't talked about that are in lower sections because we're going to talk about in the next section. Um, but if you're if you're coming in now, just to get the top end, because you don't care about the bottom part, welcome. Uh, I do suggest you go back and listen to other parts, but I uh, understand if you like, I just want the, the short version. <laughs> um, so... Uh, voices wise this is Bob Cody Kim Tony and uh, you, you can find us at com or I'm posting all over Facebook and various places mostly CryptoCon based stuff mostly CryptoCon. come see us at cryptocon uh, we're all there uh, doing other things you we can, don't have a booth or anything we're just no. there
2: we're just we're there, there. <laughs> I'm probably paneling Tony's probably paneling. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> paneling I
3: might be paneling but I am at least getting in for the film festival so yes Hoorah. so we'll be there for all that um so, check us out and talk to us at the,
1: the convention, because we like to do that. Um, so, we are coming in, um, before we jump into our top threes, we are going to talk about our, un- not bottom threes, our kind of three disappointing films, because we all watch a lot of crappy, crappy, crappy horror films, mm-hmm. made for like $4 <laughs> and a piece of gum, and it, it, it sucks to kind of really shit on those, uh, so we tend to we tend to focus on the, the things that should have known better. Um, yeah, all saved... of
3: my shit is directed at major studios this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: everything is mine is people who should know better. Um, though, actually, a whole, did not of of the are my order. bottom three, but because of in that way. Uh, but go ahead, go ahead. Let's uh, go to my right and go, Cody, what is your number third from the mo- least? Yeah, least I don't know. <laughs> Point is, we'll save the worst for last.
3: Um, so, yeah, there was no real political stuff this year that was, like, fun to watch. Um, all the Dinesh D'Souza stuff, and everybody just kind of leans into like election fraud now. Well, like, they
1: gave all their money to Trumps; so they can't. Make, yeah, it's like make they movies. can't even make
3: anything anymore. And it's like there's just no, there's no sauce there anymore. There's no, joie de, vie. no exactly. joie de vie. There's nothing there anymore. Nothing. It's like it's like the McDonald's fries. They used to be made with the beef fat, and they were incredibly good. And now they're made with regular fat. They're still okay, but I'm not gonna write home. <laughs> so. The third one, uh, this one is just disappointing because it's just a fucking nothing movie, and that's the Boogeyman. Oh,
0: Thank yeah. you no. on my no. list for the same reason. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. It Do pisses I me off.
1: We're
3: waiting, Tony. Was no, please, no, please, please
0: okay. don't let me interrupt.
3: All right. It just pisses me off on so many levels. Like it's a good short story yeah. that Eve handled in a proper way. You could probably make this work. Like like a cast, too. good cast, Good
2: cast. Good yeah. cast.
3: And it was shot fine. Yeah. But, like, because the entire, like... They, they they don't get the story. Uh-huh. They're just yeah. like, no, it's a creature movie. No, that's no. not what that really? story is about. I haven't seen the movie, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like... And they're like, oh, look, it's a spooky monster under the bed. And now the spooky monster's in the closet. And now the spooky monster's under the bed again, because we're kind of running out of places. <laughs> and now he's in the dark and now he's also in the dark and now the movie's over and oh look at the end of the movie they do the the thing and from the end of the the short story it's like yeah cool you completely missed the entire point i mean this is just paint by numbers bullshit yeah
0: yeah and that's that's the thing that really frustrated me is that the elements of the movie in and of themselves were perfectly competent it's decently shot it's got a good cast Uh, There were aspects of the character development that felt okay. But it just felt so fucking rote to me. And I was also, the other thing that frustrated me, I think one of the great things about most truly great horror movies is they do a wonderful job. They've always got an element of contrast to them. You have to see mundane reality before you see that reality fucked up by a horrific situation the thing that frustrated me about the boogeyman is everything's in the dark everything's yeah. in shadows there's menace around every corner and it's just so fucking one note it just drove me nuts drove i'm very me nuts. forgettable yeah. like yeah oh totally
2: i saw it in theaters i saw it this year
0: i had to like read about it
2: <laughs> i'm like trying to remember details other than feeling very
3: meh i remember that the the you know the ending pissed me off yeah it was like Hey, look, it's a wink and nod to
2: the year. I don't even remember the ending. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Dude, me neither. I'm like, I remember I, the beginning with the kind of inciting event. That's yeah. the thing that I do recall. But, it's just like yeah.
3: dead.
0: <sighs> well, and the thing, the thing that really, I mean, I, I went into it with maybe slightly higher expectations than most folks because I think that literally the original Stephen King story, The Boogeyman, is... Maybe the scariest short story I have ever read in my life. It is bone chilling. Oh, it's it, it's like 13 pages, and it is brilliant. It gets straight to the point, and the end. I'm I'm getting uh, my the hairs on my arm are standing on end as I think about the end of the boogeyman, the story, the original yeah. King story, and none of that spirit, none of that psychological, uh, like like um, immediacy or. Just utter raw fear is conveyed in the movie. It's competent enough, it's a competent enough, you know, kind of roller coaster ride that ticks off all the boxes for current, for, you know, for current horror movies. It just, I'm with you. I, that actually was like on my top three for sure. See, the
1: 1982 short's pretty solid. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've yeah, heard it's, it's pretty all right. It's uh, you can find it apart part of my shift collection with Frank Derbot's The Woman in mm-hmm. the Oh, yeah,
3: that was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I think it's streaming somewhere. The *The Boogeyman* was way better. <laughs> I'm not saying something.
0: Oh yeah. But I saw sh- that first run in a theater at the age of twelve. <laughs> Hell yeah! Damn barbecue skewer in the back of the neck, yeah. baby. Yeah.
3: No,
2: I actually really dug that.
0: That's a fun movie.
2: It's like it's it is it's really fun and kind of a nice take on a like a slasher. Like yes, yeah.
0: I love the it's like a slasher welded with like a demonic possession slash supernatural it's like the
3: the the mirror man the mirror is fucking
2: it's a damn good time oh yeah it's ridiculous but in the best possible way
3: oh yeah watch Mm -hmm. that boogeyman instead
2: yeah no it's highly it's so much more entertaining thank you um okay so my number three is one that part of why it's on my list is that it's not that I ever thought it was going to be good but I thought if they leaned into how ridiculous it could have been it would have been like fun bad Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm, I
3: refuse to watch it. it. I can't
2: now, do it. I was so mad because I was like, "You had such a great opportunity to do something so campy and ridiculous and silly, and instead they tried to play it straight, and it does not work. It just does not work." And it, yeah, because it's it's it. They they play it like it's it's a gritty drama almost, and and it it's played very bleak and very like dark colors and and washed out and i'm like y'all you could have done you could have made this just like lean and make it if they'd gone campy with it it would have been so much fun
0: oh but it we it love our horror campy. movies that look like nine-inch nails videos See, I, I assume it's it was not like
1: one of the things that taylor made for the college drunk college kids like sharknado eight yeah you know?
2: no and that's i thought going in i was like okay it's gonna be like silly bad no it takes <clears> itself way too seriously and again as a result is just really dull and your your killer character is is fucking winnie the pooh man
3: yeah how
2: the fuck can you not lean into that shit sorry it just i i was i wanted i wanted it to be fun bad and it was just kind of depressing bad so uh I, that was very that was disappointing to me because i i I don't know. I had different expectations, and that's that's I suppose well, shame on Kim. But
3: I once I saw the trailer, I'm like, I refuse to watch this. No, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be silly. It's
2: not fun. It's not fun at all.
3: It, it's like yeah, it's a bunch of like uh, people who are very obviously Eastern European in a um, in a house, and they're being stalked by a uh, a guy, and they're trying to pretend it's a, it's a, they're in uh, England or America. Yeah, it's like one of those ones where you see like the Ukraine license plate. Yep. And then it's like, it looks like a fucking, like, it looks like someone typed in scary Winnie the Pooh into, like, a spirit AI yeah. and created a hospital. No,
2: it, it's it's a good, that's a good way of, of putting it. It just, it, it was, I feel like you, you had a built-in audience who would have gone and seen this just because it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And it was such a wasted opportunity. Yeah. So that's my feelings on that.
1: As I checked, it was the worst reviewed movie of 2023.
2: Oh, well,
0: and there I you go. It's at 16 on Metacritic.
2: Yeah, that would.
0: You're just affirming the assessment that I got from word of mouth already and from the other reviews. I regret really the time sad. I
2: spent watching it.
0: Oh, it that's It's really slow, too.
2: It is. It's, it's, it's like there's nothing about it that's fun to watch, and it's Winnie the Pooh! <laughs> it should be fun to
3: watch! <laughs> yeah, w- at what point do they just, like, he's got the honey, he's got the blood, and he just goes, Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Owl. And
2: and I know that you have to be careful with like because they walk a fine line because it's Winnie the Pooh.
3: They don't have the rights.
0: They don't have the rights to, the, rights
2: to the, Disney the Disney version. Pooh. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But like Piglet's there.
0: Yeah,
2: Piglet's not having a good time either. Piglet was <laughs> downright depressed. You know they and poor Eeyore. And that's Eeyore. Don't Eeyore's don't even, job. No, don't even get me started on what they did to Eeyore. I don't. No. I'm traumatized by what happened to Eeyore. Let's move on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Well, moving on, I, I'll i be interested in seeing how the rest of you act react to this choice for me, but I really was sorely, sorely disappointed by John Wick, Chapter 4. So was I. I really yeah. just, I, I felt like it was bladder-testingly so Thank you. It was, was bladder-testingly so long. long. You almost took the words out of my mouth. It is bladder-testingly long, and I felt like, you know, I felt like an extremely well-crafted, magnificently choreographed, sometimes exhilarating retread- remains a retread. The movie doesn't tread any new ground uh, and it also feels like the the action scenes feel less organic and less inspired. They're and just he's dis- showing
2: his age.
0: Thank you. And I and it's like and it would have been so wonderful if the movie would have leaned more into the fact that this character has age. Yeah. You know. Instead, it, it
2: was a lot of one-on-one fights. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. And it's like it's like you know, which is a really shitty way of camouflaging the fact that you're dealing with a, a guy who's playing an action, you know, this action icon, but he's hitting middle age. Yeah. They could have. With all of the money and time and resources that went into that movie, they could have addressed that in a more interesting and creative fashion and still kept this wonderful pocket universe that they created in the first three movies. I I was just sorely disappointed. I wanted so much more out of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, John Wick Chapter 4 was probably my biggest disappointment.
2: (laughs) And I still enjoyed... Parts
0: of it, yeah, I enjoyed. Exactly. There was
2: some great new characters that were introduced. Um, I didn't dislike the movie. I wish it had been forty minutes shorter.
0: Oh God, yes. Uh,
2: and that they'd cut some of the action scenes that were roads to nowhere, and Thank you. that they'd let Keanu Reeves sit down every so often. He looked like he <laughs> needed it.
1: I don't disagree <laughs> with you guys, but it did end up my number twelve of the years. I, still, I, I love <laughs> this, but, okay. but, but I totally yeah. get the value. Of your well, and that's
2: the disappointment versus worse because those are yeah. really different exactly, things. Yeah. Like. One of mine is a disappointment for a similar reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I on on that like I did. I will say on the positive end of things, the action sequences were all different and I felt like they were actually trying to do something that wasn't. What we just saw ten minutes ago, but there were so much. It was three movies in one because it's three hours long. Well, yeah, uh, that there were each actors could have been its own movie. They could just stop the movie at the end of the act. Well, and uh, I've been all right. That was cool. That was, that was a fun. I'll that come was, see, see cool. the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh- it, also, it also
0: felt like they they kind of saved all of the imagination and resourcefulness for the action scenes. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the other three movies. It feels like some of that effort and some of those resources were put into the actual construction of this pocket universe, Mm -hmm. and you get none of that in the new one.
1: And I I will say, I I am glad they they were, one of my issues with 2 and 3 is not I get too much in the Assassin world. Everyone is an Assassin, and all the lore, and I think they they, they built too much in that in 2 and 3. I think they pulled it back, and that made me happier. Uh, But ultimately, I did really enjoy it. And I'm wondering how the ballerina will be. I heard the content Mm. of the show is okay. Mm. But there's a new, the there's a spinoff a coming spin-off. out this year mm-hmm. with Donna DeMar's, uh, no, that's not her name. Except yeah. that's um, <laughs> so close to that, I'm sorry. Um, as the ballerina person we saw briefly in the third movie? Um, so, so. we'll see. So
3: Yeah, I didn't care for the first one, so I've never seen anything beyond like half of the first one. Mm. He's just yeah. not my thing, so. No, that's I, not. I will agree with Tony. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what's next on your list, Bob? Well, uh, I was uh, The Exorcist Believer. Okay, wait, we gotta save can, that for my... Can
2: I wait though? Can I show you the note that I have under Exorcist Believer, and it is not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: you saw it well-dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, with faith. I will fate say fate it's, it's my it's, number one. We'll put a pin on it. But I'm excited
2: you. to... Not as bad as I Not thought it was. Not as bad
3: be. as you thought it was?
2: Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Hey, some people liked
1: it. Rich, if we you're know. listening, I know you liked it. So I mean, again, I, don't, I, don't hate you for it. I
2: just watched it like two weeks ago. So the level I've <laughs> heard of like trail Compared to hurt.
1: the Thursday night opening show. Wait,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So opening
3: I, weekend, yeah. I,
2: I heard so much shit. I was bracing my. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: we're going to be talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah, jumping yeah, we'll in. I, right. yeah. I apologize. I okay. apologize.
3: If it would have been like the same thing, I would have been like, no, no, this is like, this is a bad at night number two. So, um, my number two is just one that I was like, oh, God, I didn't want to watch it to begin with, but I watched it because it was on Peacock for free. <sighs> um, and, and this is one that they have been trying to make for fucking ever. I think I know where we're going here. <laughs> um, Where's the Peacock? It was... it, it's Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. yeah. That movie sucks so bad. Even though, even it is bad when the fucking Banana Splits movie that they made for <laughs> <it> is <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I never saw Willy's Wonderland. Neither have I, but I want to. Willy's Wonderland's better. I guarantee I it love is. Willy's Wonderland. This is just so blah. And it's like, yeah. you get Matthew Lillard in there, and he kills the two scenes when he's When he's in, when he's he's in, in, it, in, it,
2: in it, he, he, yeah, he he's is chewing in that it. scenery, and he everything comes back to life. The, the switch on the animatronics goes back on.
3: <laughs> and the animatronics just kind of suck, and there's... The plot is just so disjointed. There are like plot threads that just get dropped. Do you want out an in. hour of family
1: drama with some murderous robots, and then the family <laughs> it, drama. it
2: One, like I feel like it didn't fully know what it wanted to be. No, is as a movie and and with tone, because at times it felt like it was going into almost a like more family friendly kid movie. The
1: yeah, the whole play sequence, is yeah, didn't fit. And yet... You t- you're taking the, the, the menace out of the film when you do that.
2: Because, like, my nephew really wants to watch it. And my 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 uh, brother was saying, you know, is this one that he could watch? And I was like, honestly, I don't, mm, I, I don't think he'd like it. I think A, I think the stuff, the, some of the heavier stuff's going to go over his head. But, like, I think he'll find it boring. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you want Joss Hutcherson dreaming
2: about
3: dead kids? God, if yeah. we had A one more fucking eyes. dream, I was going to turn it off. <laughs> i like... Oh my God! Get the fuck over it, dude. I
2: started a drinking game. Come <laughs>
3: on, and I did not like Josh Hutcherson. So I almost liked either. it by <laughs> the end. Yeah, he was very <laughs> blonde. He's in
1: everything, even as Peta. You know, so they, uh, yeah. He's, just,
3: he's not a good actor. I'm sorry. I didn't care who for um, who played the lady cop either. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was other than Matthew Miller. I thought it was actually very poorly cast. Yeah, yeah. she was
1: she was terrible, and the whole lore of the Chianti doesn't make a lick it, since like. And the the kids around me, because I saw it in theaters. We're like going gaga at every reference. I'm like, and like you're talking about like they D&D, we're like, the games, if, yeah. I, if I knew this, I think I would get this more. But I think D&D was way more accessible. Mm-hmm. This was like this thing's referencing like I think that's a reference, yeah. but it doesn't make sense to what we're seeing. Like, and like to get to again like, when when um, you know, because if if you're interested, in you probably already seen it already. Like, so I'm spoil the end, but like <laughs> when Matthew was like, I come back, I always come back. I'm like. I, I know that's a reference, and um, this is the first one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you're you're getting into the meta universe here. This and I uh-huh. actually I thought the animatronics were fine. They're they're done. They're mostly practical for the most part. Mm-hmm. Besides the besides the one CGI one that they overused because it's yeah. the CGI one that moves around more, like the little floating one, whatever. Yeah, but like the actual monsters were were animatronics.
3: So like, I thought that company. Freddy was fine. I didn't care for the others. <laughs>
1: The movie itself was a mess. It was somehow an hour and fifty-five minutes long. That pissed me off. So it was eighty-four long. minutes. It was like so this movie long. should be eighty minutes. to get In how the Fuck you! Make a
0: movie yeah. based on a video game about fucking you know uh, dream sequences. homicidal, <laughs> fucking you know amusement I mean, park. We're, no, Wonderland with, with, with dead kids, <laughs> ghosts. But it's also got their bodies case. are in it's
1: there. Who it never no says this? he doesn't say. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up to any sort of. I don't expect it to be completely you know acting obviously to, to add up but there's a lot of
3: things that don't add up game any sense Because a whatsoever. simple enough plot that they yeah. could have just done. Five kids disappeared they go mm-hmm. into the animatronics their spirits do they're being manipulated. That's it. Yeah. You don't need Josh Hutchinson grieving over his fucking I wanted to And then they l- leave the
1: room immediately in the movie. In the yeah. movie. yeah. And he
3: keeps cutting to like daytime again it's like, what and what? like And they're day? not even villains yeah they're bare they don't really they only kill a few people that's they're, true. they're not the villains of it and that's it's true. like that's kind of the point at least in the first one until you get into like the they the were like, they, felt like there was too
2: many cooks in the kitchen
3: they expected everyone to know a good amount of lore. Yeah. And it, that's probably having
1: that the way. writer of the of the of the crazy the Cuckoo pants writer of the games be the writer of the movie. Oh. He's too deep into his own woods. Cuz I
2: I played one of the games like once. I wanted
1: to, I just never got around to it. Like so. Yeah. And I love lore. I love lore Happy that and and like in uh Resident Evil, that's my favorite. It's oh, getting yeah. the little bits here and there, you know? I was like when, that's what I was looking forward to. I was like, "Uh."
2: <laughs> well, particularly something that was trying to be such a wide commercially released yeah. thing. And it
1: made money out of her
0: fist. It was already going to be Yeah, a well, because
2: again, a lot of people yeah. play those games. Um, but anyway. But not
0: enough to make the movie a hit. Yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> uh, Kimbo.
2: Uh, okay, my number two, I want to say, I did enjoy the movie. I was disappointed because I love the franchise deeply. And I felt like there was a good movie in there somewhere. And it didn't fully emerge, and that is Insidious the Red Door.
3: I wanted to see it, and then oh, I saw so cool. many bad reviews. I... Ah,
2: there was some stuff that I thought was really interesting. There were... there's Again, there was ideas in it. I was like, oh, yes, that's something. Keep going. Oh, nope. We, okay. Um, I love the Insidious... The first two. Uh, they... I'm I'm fine with the other ones, but they're they're it's I love what gets set up in the first two with the family. Um, and at the end of the second one, they have their memories wiped of the whole experience. The the son and the the husband. Yeah. So we're seeing now, and it was directed by Patrick Wilson, wasn't it?
1: This one, yeah. Yes, this
2: one, yeah. Which I was also like, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Like, I, I like him, you know, I like him as an actor. I, I I enjoy him. I there was something there. It just didn't get there.
1: And that's my main issue with it, is it, it feels like a uh, it feels like a idea draft. It yeah. feels like it's an outline and they just went
2: And they just went with it. And it's it, like, it, Oh,
1: we got to go film it and Jeff went well, no, uh, out were the writer's name, but the guy who wrote Firestarter and Exorcist and couple other things, like, uh, Scott Teams. And uh, I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> they need to stop. They need
2: to not let him hear anything. Yeah,
1: but he should not, <laughs> he
2: should write, not write anything. Write He's
1: terrible. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's
2: well, and again, that was, I think what was, what, why I was so frustrated is that if it had just been full on bad, bad, but there was, oh, hello. There was, uh, <laughs> honey, no, 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 sweet pea. Uh, there was enough stuff in it that was that was like p- had potential that I just got really frustrated.
3: Oh, Halloween kills. is the other thing you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Well, Don't if remind me of that.
2: Evil just needs to die tonight.
3: Evil <coughs> dies tonight.
2: But do- wait, but when does it die? Could
3: I think you? it's tonight. tonight. I Are we to sure?
2: Check. Could you check your calendar? <laughs> okay, it might be tomorrow. Because I have something I'm doing tonight. So if evil could die tomorrow, that would be too you know, busy. Me
0: tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, maybe something next nice week. Maybe. Okay,
2: evil dies next week. Yeah, evil, evil dies. dies. Evil dies next week. That's perfect. Perfect. But, so
1: anyway, yeah, that, that's the thing with Insidious. Stuff, like, yeah. I think four also dropped the ball when it ended up, and this one did even more so, and mm-hmm. the whole shoving in of Lynn Shea at the end was weird. Don't get into the end. But I will say, when it come, without going to say what happens. at the end, it doesn't feel like an ending. Like, it felt like a fake ending. It felt like, like a fake ending. When Lin Shea showed up, I'm like, okay, we're at the, the actual yes. ending. No, I did the and same was thing! The same for it, and it all like, And then it stopped. like, no, no. Because uh, it just kind of ends on like a... Uh, uh, it, it feels like the... Oh, we're okay. We're safe. Note the bad guy comes back one more time thing. And it didn't happen. And it was just like... Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, that was just kind of like, and in everything we saw we had before, like, oh, someone in the background, someone moves, someone's closer. It's like we've done this in the last four of these. Yes. Can we please do something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was just such
0: a disappointment.
2: Mm-hmm. That was my number two.
0: What was yours? All right. Um, my number two actually was the boogeyman. Oh. Um, so I think I'm just going to leap straight into my number one, which. Oh wait,
2: did Bob say his number two?
0: I have not. Okay,
1: then, then the please system. say your right. number two. Uh, my number nine or two was Fool's Paradise, written and directed by Charlie Day, and wasting everyone that he got into it because he has comedy connections. I love Charlie Day. Have anyone else wa- sat through Fool's Paradise?
3: Look, no. I would rather have my, one of my cavities filled with no-no. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: Charlie Day attempting to remake Being There, um, along with some... Um, Chaplin-esque setups that he doesn't actually follow through on. But it's definitely... It's just being there, essentially. He's a guy who gets released from asylum instead of being a gardener for, for a rich guy uh, who doesn't talk very much. And then every time he does anything, people put his, their thoughts on him. And he kind of, like, slides through the Hollywood system. So it's supposed to be, like, a, a satire on Hollywood. But nothing lands right. Nothing works whatsoever. Charlie Day's mugging does not land here. It works, you know, in Sunny. It works in... Yeah, other things we've seen him in, uh, but he just kind of like looks at the camera like what, you know, as as he ropes in uh, the rest of the people from *It's Always Sunny* and other folks to pop in for a scene or two. Um, and it just, it doesn't land, it's one that, you know, a bad comedy becomes interesting because, like, how bad is this going to get? Uh, so it does have that interesting way why it's not my number one, even though I think it actually is physically the worst movie of the year. Um, the trailer
3: alone made me just want to... I
1: didn't see the trailer or anything for it. I saw it the same day I saw Blackberry, which stars mm. Dennis from It's Always Sunny, and that's fantastic film I ended up in like, 14 for me. And then I went and saw this, so, like, here's It's Always Sunny and two different people from it. One does a great movie. One is a piece of shit movie that just kind of like this... Uh, and so I, I literally went went back to the... As like, soon as I finished, I went on, on, on my uh, my phone and I ordered uh, Being There from the library. I like, I have to watch Being There
0: <laughs> again <laughs> to get erase this from my head. There is um, nothing more agonizing than a poorly done comedy. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, you can endure a shitty horror movie is fun. A shitty action movie can have its pockets <laughs> of joy. But a comedy that totally does not work really is... Like fucking getting a yeah. tooth filled with no uh, nose. A
1: shitty drama becomes a comedy. A little uh, shitty comedies becomes become agony.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, that so I uh, will say uh, one thing for Hal Ashby, because uh, you know uh, being there, I don't know if it's any on this list because I no one mentioned it. For I'm I halfway through the holdovers and it's very Hal Ashby like, and it's fantastic. Uh, I haven't I don't know what it. how Ashby is he made Harold and Maude and I wasn't there, a fan I wasn't a was fan, fan
2: but Katie I detail. watched it and I was like Bob and Tony are going to love this
1: <laughs> no, Yeah, it's a lot of guys <laughs> talking in rooms see I'm like the, uh-huh. last,
0: <laughs> the last Alexander Payne movie I wasn't super fond of the, the downsizing was terrible the Descendants <laughs> I didn't like I didn't see I'm downsizing I'm
2: not sure it. it's going to be a Cody movie but that's
0: fair
3: that's
2: fair these two are going to love it I don't
0: know if like would I'm halfway through it no
2: I figured I figured if you would watch it I got
3: three criteria. I got three criteria for a new movie uh huh is the Grinch fucking? <laughs> or the Turtles fucking? Oh God, Is it an Italian Giallo?
2: <laughs> if you can do all three, then it's a
3: great Dude, the best if we have a great <coughs> Giallo Turtles gangbang. <laughs> That's a lot of green. Uh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Then,
2: then everything has. Then Hollywood shuts down after that because what more can they do?
0: It's like the fucking Ghostbusters, you know. Oh, fucking Ghostbusters. Yeah. We'll put that in there too. Literally literally a good good in a few fun.
1: weeks so we'll find out <laughs> Who uh,
2: it's a movie about a swimming pool coming
3: out soon and I'm looking forward to that night <laughs> swim <laughs> when I think, I'll be watching that tomorrow if it wasn't doing a few when, the, when the trailer first came out when I, I, I saw the trailer and I'm like wait a second <laughs> is it about a killer swing <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a killer pool <laughs> I
2: thought it was an SNL skit
3: <laughs> night
2: swim <laughs> it's about a killer Go. swing
1: my pool is Okay, I'm just not gonna go in. You gotta I'm just
3: staying in my house. <laughs> I'm gonna drain go the pool. There. Drain the pool, man. <laughs> just you. drain the pool. <laughs> you got Night Swim, you got the Amityville Clock, you've got the uh, Boogeyman Mirror. You can create a pretty fucked up house. Okay. Oh, this is a house.
1: I'm just gonna lock the door. Just yeah. not
3: open that room. <laughs> the house from house. You put the car from Christine. Yeah. Um. The the bong from Evil Bong. Yeah. Evil Ginger Dead Man cookies. You're cooking
2: We're here for the Ginger Dead Man.
3: Yes. But anyway. Uh, Cody, what's what's your number? Number? It's one, the extra just believer. But, but
2: Cody, it was. It's not as bad as I thought
3: yeah, it, it would be. It's not as bad oh as yeah, I should have remembered. I had, had hope. I had hope that this was going to be an okay movie. I and I shouldn't have. I knew the creative team behind it. I knew that I was <laughs> hoping on something. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it'll be like Halloween Ends, where something I actually kind of liked, and they'll do something new. They did nothing new here. They and they somehow decide to do it with two different. Possessed girls,
1: and do nothing with it.
3: They do yes. nothing. Yeah, with that.
2: I thought that that was going to be a plot point. That it's they were going to make them.
3: It's like, oh no, they just make it into the. the I'm going to spoil the movie. Fuck yeah, it. Fuck it. Do it. I
0: have no desire to see it. So please. They get Fire to away. this
3: scene where they have they pull together. A religious event <laughs> yeah. in this really silly was, way when they walk into the church, like we need you, yeah, <laughs> and they, they all get in into the <laughs> line. Yeah, they walk into this evangelical church and they recruit the pastor and they recruit the we've been reluctant priest, before, too. Yes, and they recruit, um, uh, they try to recruit the it. Was a priest. whole religious smorgasbord, oh, yeah. And then the one guy was really who was the wait, could we misunderstand the exorcist? But anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. oh, yeah, and it was insane. And then, the, like, okay, and then the, the 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 main crux of like a part of the movie is. The Catholic priest says that they won't let him do it. Oh, <laughs> Finally, they're about to lose to the devil. The devil is just kicking their asses. I laughed so hard at this <laughs> And he comes I'm in and it looks like he's about to like... He's leave like, them. let me. Let me do this. And he, like, I got this. And, it, you know, the demon girls are playing to it. And then all of a sudden he puts his hand on both of the possessed girls. And his neck starts to twist. <laughs> and he breaks his fucking neck. And it he, was so funny. This is the weird Die.
1: child.
3: Like, he's <laughs> just like close up <laughs> to his face. Like, <laughs> yep. <'Cause> he has <laughs> such
2: confidence. He comes and he's like, "I'm gonna do it." I'm gonna do
3: it, and then <laughs> immediate murked by these kids, and then but they do nothing with the, the the plot. They do nothing with. It takes so long to get going. And there's that scene in Haiti in the beginning where you you kind of think they're setting something up, mm-hmm. and it just. There's never, there's ne- there's never any connection to that really, like okay. The big thing
2: is the choosing the,
3: the mom yeah. the mom reveal at the
2: because the at the beginning of the movie, uh, which you've got the earthquake yeah and um, the mom goes into labor and the doctor says Leslie Odom Jr. who plays the father. <laughs> Uh, the doctor says I can only save one of them, so I can either save your wife or I can save the baby. Yeah, and when you you know we fast forward to X number of years later, and the daughter's there, we're like, oh well, oh, okay, well, shit. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mom says, save my baby, you know, and like, he, save her or whatever.
3: He, yeah. And he chooses not to. And I mean, I they they put pretty much like hint that the blessing that she <laughs> got, save that kid. Yeah. In both both scenarios, mm-hmm. where oh yeah the chose somebody else she gets saved so it's like but yeah and this is how it misunderstands The
1: Exorcist because if if it, if we had known that he had chosen his wife and his daughter is the one who lived and he had that guilt you could at least have done that because the movie yes, is, the, the first movie is have... about Karis' guilt and his crisis mm-hmm. of faith because of that so we have so Wesley Odom's character is Carrying the skill, but we don't know about it. And even so we just see him do do his stuff. If if we at least had known that, even if they don't do anything with it or in the course of the movie, yeah, that's exactly. They oh, been, that could have been something there. for the the audience to be aware mm-hmm. of, and and you can read it into his character, you know, if you know this detail about him. Uh, but if as a reveal, it's dumb. But like the whole movie, even at the points, like here's the thing in loud noise. Here's the thing in loud noise. Every scene transition is a thump. Every mm-hmm. movement is a thump, and that's what really drove me nuts. Even in Haiti, even this the best yeah. part of the movie. Oh my God. It was like every four seconds, like there's a car going past, someone walks Ooh, in the room, there's like oh, oh. you know, they, they were really
3: leaning that The from The Handmaid's Tale is watching you from her kitchen. Like yeah, everything had that
1: either just a thump on in camera of just someone making a noise or the or or musical sting that and the stuff that gets parodied in horror films is what we see here. So it doesn't really build anything whatsoever and they can come in and out of the scenes with no real cutting uh the characterizations all over the place when it's done uh yeah and then the, what with that what the hell is up with that with the
3: best friend snake handler character oh yeah he's just there yeah he's He's just kind of there there.
2: well you never know when you need a snake to get handled
3: and i don't i for the life of me i don't understand why they had it be two girls be possessed and then make it so easy for them to be both removed from the The hospital the the mental hospital shit they stole all that shit and, and they're like these they're like clearly like these deformed like demonic creatures at this point yeah and they're just like, okay, we're just gonna send you back home because, mm-hmm. like, Captain. Well, Howdy you look hides like you're ready to go. Reagan home. until it's
1: so far into it, yeah, you know why? Yeah. why it builds? And they try and figure out what is going on. They just kind of like immediately
3: jump to the possession. They're like, well, also, it's
2: obviously possession. You're thinking possession, right? now. What's the
3: point of possession. bringing Ellen Burstyn back just to get her fucking a poor like, woman? She just, just she gets stabbed, stabbed in the eyes. But
2: you get that little tiny payoff at the end. Uh, yes.
3: uh, yeah, I, Reagan shows so. up loud in the theater when that happened.
2: <laughs> I will say, I will say, Leslie Odom Jr. Norbert Leo Butts. He had two fantastic musical theater actors, which is probably why I wrote, not as bad as I thought it would be, (laughs) because I will say, they were giving it their all.
3: Oh, he was trying so hard. They were, like, Lesko Jr. was
2: trying so hard. Like, I can't fault any of the actors. They were all doing what they could with what they were given. And they were were committing the fuck out of it. That's the
3: thing that, like, you can tell that there's, like, legitimate, like, they're trying here. Yeah. But it's just so poorly written. Yeah. And it, I'm sorry. I don't care how much money it made. They can't, with that creative team, make another one of these. No. They have to give the director and the writer to somebody else. <coughs> because it's a shit show. Yeah. I mean, David Gordon Green and, um, what, Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not teams. In it's got They got They got one good movie, one really bad movie, one okay, you know they did something different movie, and then one just atrocious
1: movie. <laughs> yeah. For none of horror, at least, you know, yeah. And in comedy, yeah, I like Pineapple mm-hmm. Express, and I hated Your So you know, the um, my final note on Exorcist before uh, you guys can keep talking about it, but, I'm a, but my thing is the TV show, the two season uh, TV show. Dude, is the TV show is, is, so is so absolutely. Good. Fantastic. That's what it I kept hearing people is, say. It is beautiful. It is yeah. It builds so well. The characterizations are really done. The the connections to the bigger Exorcist universe work without being without being like hey you remember this thing Mm -hmm. Uh, the way it uses the characters is fantastic it's the best of the Exorcist 2's I would I would Exorcist 2 The Heretic is technically a worse made movie than Believer but it's more
3: entertaining yeah there's at least (laughs) something there fun I will say this on um, Exorcist TV show I thought that both seasons were incredible. Yeah, I like but season I, two more. Actually, sure. I I really like season two more because season two kind of goes into a little bit n- newer territory, which yeah. I thought was really fun. And it's just
1: one. Uh, the first season kind of is a, definitely a sequel to the first.
3: Yeah, and um, uh, but I thought how they really handled how it that plays out was really good. There was nothing that played out good in this movie. Yeah. I I don't think that there's honest to god one good scare or one good like. I like this in that movie. I couldn't find anything. It's not just a blatant, like, rip-off or somebody else did it better or it just, there's nothing except for maybe the, the priest.
2: What you doing? No.
3: Now, if he did Kung Fu, you know, I'm here to for the Lord,
1: then we have something else.
3: But... You know, if Buster Rhymes had come in <laughs> and he had started, like, Kung Fu fighting The devil, motherfucker. <laughs> I'd have been fine with
2: that. I'd have been here for it. Uh, Kim. Okay, um, I realize I'm stirring the pot with what my number one is, because this made number one of a lot of people's best lists. Oh. This is a movie that when I saw it, about 45 minutes in, I leaned over to my friend who I was with and said, are we being punked? Um, my most disappointing is ink.
3: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I'm going to say something up. that's actually good. I, I'm in the bench for that one.
2: I, and I, I, feel like I saw it in theaters, which I actually feel like did not help.
3: I feel like that—that's <coughs> a saw trap.
2: It's, um, I appreciate those that liked it. There were some scenes I really liked. I wish it had been just a short film. <laughs> um, if this was
3: twenty minutes of it,
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're getting. I, I love the bedroom scene. Was fantastic. There was some there was some really, really cool bits in it. I think this did cement though, because I watched um, any cement, Men too and I wasn't a huge fan of. I feel like I'm just not a huge experimental horror I person. Said, I loved cement, but yeah. And I think I think I'm just like there was I loved like all the women chanting in that. I thought that was cool. But I, I'm learning that I think experimental horror is probably not my jam, and that might be why I feel really disconnected from a lot of these movies that other people are really digging. Bo is not a phrase. Another one, or Bo is I afraid. I
1: watched that
3: today, and I was.
2: <sighs>
3: and I liked owl out of it. It had Walking Venus movie. in it. That's automatically I a no nice starter for me.
2: I was. I. I didn't like it, but again, I, I. think it's more. That style is just. It's just not my jam. But, no, I, I. 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 Another one where I heard going in, and I saw it in its first little limited release in the theaters. I kept getting told this is the scariest thing that's, you know, it's unlike anything and it's going to scare the shit out of you and this and this and this. And again, 45 minutes in, leaning over and saying, are we being punked? Um, my <laughs> theater had maybe, I don't know, 12, to 15 people in it. And I think half of them had left before the end. Well, oh, they,
1: okay. they saw the entire movie at this point. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I liked it more than you did, but it's on the, on the fence for it. Like, I maybe I think there's a good like, 70 minutes maybe at mm-hmm. most. Uh, I, I appreciate it. How was it? was an hour forty-five. Really That's what I thought. Uh, it's really so it's a, there's there some sequences that really do land. I just I think it would have worked if there was maybe a little more of a through line. You don't need to have the kids discover you know what's happening and no. fight the demon, but you need to have something. Something that Please if you rearrange
2: the movie there would be absolutely no difference. And I think yeah. that's where my main issue is. I get. Also, I mean, I the the, the ceiling looked great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you should know cuz I <laughs> watched it for like a lot of 10 at minutes actually, at a like, time.
3: I almost put this on my bottom, but I didn't because I fell asleep 45 minutes. Into <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch and I read what happened on the the Wikipedia page after the movie cuz I'm like, "You know what? I'm not sitting through another hour of this. I can't do it. It's so boring." It's was something. There's just nothing there. It's like, it is the equivalent of taking the Five Nights at Freddy's video games and cutting out all the plot and it's just jump scares and like atmosphere.
2: I would watch a Jason Clark movie marathon <laughs> over having
3: to watch this movie again. Hey man.
2: You don't ah, threaten ah. me with a good time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think's playing the Grinch in my porn album? <laughs> All right, I sent let's you that shirtless pic of him. It's,
2: you, you did. All
3: right. Let's, Who uh, needs Jason Momoa when you got him? Let's move on to the to Tony gets a good movie. i like,
2: please, for love of uh, God. I want to get to good on. movies again.
0: <laughs> I, are, are we going back to good movies? No, 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 okay. no. no, no. Okay. Number let's one. See, I, yeah, you know, I have an interesting number one because it's a movie I enjoyed, but when I went into it, I actually had really pretty stellar expectations based on the director's track record. Um, the other films that this director has made, I think, are excellent. And I think that they are wonderful inversions of uh, genres and subgenres. And I, they're a couple of my favorite movies from the years that they were made. Those movies were Troll Hunter and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, so I was actually quite disappointed with The Last Voyage of the Demeter.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Uh, and again, I really think it was based on the strength of the expectations that were built up on the first two movies that he made. Because this was, this was a director who really showed A, an affinity for genre, and B, a readiness and willingness to, to um, subvert and transcend that. And also... Be able to include incredibly engaging, like character development, along with the inversion of, of genre, and I enjoyed Last Voyage of the Demeter. I thought it was beautifully produced. I thought it was fairly well acted, um, but watching it, I just I did not get that sense of 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 seeing something familiar given fresh and invigorating life. Um, It just, it it felt, I I wouldn't say it felt quite rote to me, but it felt, I was deeply unsatisfied after watching it. I felt like I had seen, I felt like I had seen the first movie where it felt like he was going through the formula motions. He was doing it in a very capable fashion with very good special effects and with a few really super effective sequences, but I really really was quite disappointed with it.
3: You know, I would agree with that. Um I think that if you're gonna um it's a good movie. It's fine. Yeah. But I remember that um I don't remember if he said it. Somebody on the movie said it's alien on a boat. Yeah. And yeah that's exactly. all you get. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly everything you get. There's no it's, my it's supposed to be like in Dracula. I was like that maybe that yeah. You know, it's like it's supposed to be Dracula. There's gotta be something to it. A little bit more. Oh, it, it could be. It could be it could anything. Be and that's yeah. the thing: you, when what? you take the specialness out of that particular villain, why not just have it be something else?
0: Well, and not just that, but you're you're creating you you're creating a very well done, very lavishly mounted assembly line movie. But you're really creating an assembly line movie. And yeah. It almost felt to me like a really great, talented, creative director, kind of like either allowed his vision to be diluted or diluted his vision to uh, kind of make something that was par for the course and expected. Yeah. know.
2: Well, and I like, there was the Dracula miniseries that came out a couple years ago and there's part two was all about the Demeter, the Demeter. Yeah. yeah. And I found that so much more compelling oh God, in terms of so, like yeah. the story. Yeah. Cause he, part of it too is like uh, the actor that plays Dracula's, Fucking fantastic! Names, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, he's good. I would watch him do. I would just watch him keep being yeah, Dracula should, like, naked everywhere, like he was. <laughs> oh, he did
3: Dana Northman, right? <laughs> oh, yes. He's like the English mm. Jason Clark.
2: <laughs> Bite <By> your tongue. <laughs> we'll not but have yeah, you insult I, that's, him.
0: That's Cody. that's a, that is a spot on uh, starting point comparison point. Yeah, is yeah. that I that. What the Dracula miniseries series does with the Demeter subplot is far more interesting and far more engaging with
2: characters you care about and you, you, you get to know Thank and are, are fully fleshed out, and him included.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say that
3: the Dracula with Frank Langella does a better mm-hmm. job with it. Actually, than, I have a, the, like yeah. that one. That's one yeah. of my favorite sections, yeah. and it does a better job in one like scene of the the aftermath of
0: Demeter than. Thank you. Yeah. That I definitely like this more, you guys, but I totally get your points. Yeah. I did. Enjoy no, I, was say,
2: I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, see, that's the um, thing.
0: That's what's very interesting is I enjoyed it for what it was, but I I have to admit my expectations were very high because I'm such a fan of Andre Overdahl's other movies, and a, this is a guy, and this is a guy who really yeah. feels like, I mean, he's like just a few tiers below Ty West in terms of someone who is a genre director who's really like em, loves and embraces the genres, you know. And is also doing something fresh with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I really put him, like, right near Ty West, who I think is pretty much the best at this point, in my opinion. Um, I do look what Robert Eggers does with the story next year. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah, that was kind of, uh, again, uh, despite yeah. the fact I enjoyed it, it was my biggest disappointment of the year. I like so. the
2: disappointing versus worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, because you get to have more thoughtful discussion.
0: This is true. And uh, I will
1: close this out with uh, Neil Jordan's new movie, Marlo. Anyone else? sit through this piece of crap? No. Okay, no. So,
0: uh, this is... Uh, Neil Jordan, no
1: less. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, this is one of the director... And everyone... Liam Neeson, Jessica Lange, uh... Oh, I know, I saw that for Ed, Ed Norton, like, everyone in this, uh, not Edward Norton, uh, uh, Alan Cumming. Uh, everyone in I this should so much better, but it's this. it's... Scottish it's a continuation of, uh, the Marlowe character from, mm-hmm. uh, from, um, I'm blanking on the, the writer right now. Uh, Hammond? No. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, Raymond Chandler. Chandler, yes. Uh, but it's written, it's one of the after novels that he didn't write. So, the the character. But it's just so slow that it drives you insane. Like, I'm sitting there watching the credits. The first one i watched and like, are we going to keep... Is this <laughs> is panning across the room, uh-huh. and here comes the credit. And it comes away and nothing's happening and this goes on for like 10 minutes and then the whole movie is like this. It's kind of just like everyone's just kind of sleepwalking through it all and uh, just taking their time and so it's really disappointing this way because I do like good noir. I love Liam Neeson even though this is this is Leeson's, Leeson's I have set of skills movie for this year. Uh, I yeah, love okay, he has <laughs> really fallen off um, in recent years. And it's just kind of, the, and it's it's a bad mystery. It's really poorly put together. It has four different mysteries in there. But every time it makes the turn reveal, it's one of those things where we're like, no, no, something that we saw object, we something that we saw objectively, is now treated as false. But I understand the characters not knowing this. But when you reveal this information, that makes what we saw previously, Friday. not work. Nice. The um, and that's that's, and it's it's just a very poorly done, and it's it's in. And it's also just slow, it's just slow and it moves, and it's, it's, that's why I end up my
0: number zero, number See, one. that's <laughs> too bad, because when I had first read that Neil Jordan was doing a Marlowe movie, and I saw that cast, I was like, okay, I'm on board. And then I heard next to nothing about it. Yeah. And it, that it, is It why.
1: And went with the wet fart. Yeah. I,
0: and I saw it as, like, the second half of something.
1: So I always see, you know, trying to disable features. like, oh, yeah, this is starting. I'll go watch this. And it was just, uh Can I, I do
3: one honorable mention that I don't want to put in For my You mean a dishonorable, <laughs> dishonorable <laughs> mention. mention. right. We'll do it really quick so we can get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, Renfield. Oh, I love it. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I was very disappointed in it, too.
3: It didn't yeah. know what it wanted to be. It didn't know
2: what it wanted to be. It couldn't make up its mind. Yeah. And the idea of it was so great. And they wasted Nicolas Cage.
3: Who did a... Wonderful, like chew- chewing scenery. Chewing scenery,
2: but <laughs> he was such an underdeveloped character. Yeah,
3: they're like, what's the? Like they're they just... could have done so much more. And that with whole it. movie
0: is just half baked.
3: Yeah. Yes, and they didn't know what they wanted to yeah.
0: do. I agree. I, I yeah, and in fact, that was you know it was interesting. I, it's like you can see a, um, you can watch a movie that is very schizophrenic, but does the two schizophrenic fragments of it really well? Like they clone Tyrone, or you get a movie that has elements of something that could have been pretty great but just feels like it half-assed both of the separate elements because for me it was like I, i i first of all totally agree yeah and i thought okay there's kind of an amusing sort of riff on the buddy cop movie sort of that's going on and then there's this interesting sort of analyze this only with bug eating and vampires um but neither one feels particularly fleshed out. There are parts of it that I had fun with. I loved the ultraviolence. <sighs> violence. I enjoyed Nicolas Cage, although there's way too little of him. Yeah. And he is way too, you know, superficially drawn. But, yeah, I I, I feel you. All
2: right. I ended up, that was some
1: honorable mentions for good stuff, too, but, hey, detail. <laughs> well, again,
0: I uh, liked
2: it. Yeah. I just, I wanted to, to do more. Yeah,
3: yeah, I liked it. It's just, it could have been so much more. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. Yeah.
0: And if it would have been so much more, it would have done better at the box office. Yep. Mm-hmm. If All right, it hadn't been been big. All right, back, back to the good. Back to on the, the good! Break. I guarantee
3: this one's not on anybody's list. I'd be fucking right, shocked. Go for it. Uh, Soft X.
2: It made my honorable mentions.
3: Yeah. I, As I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. This was your number three, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh it God. is so... He is probably the... I, I like all the Saws.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Even the bad ones. But, like, this is probably the best sequel that they've done since two. wow. And I would say, like... I think I, it's like, better than two. I, I, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's it right like, up there. A it's a really good character study of John Kramer, who mm-hmm. I think is a very interesting character um, in his mythos and how he, you know, becomes Jigsaw. And I think it also speaks to... You really feel for him in this movie. Okay. He he goes and he, you think he's going to actually get the life-saving treatment, but you know it's not because it's a prequel. You know he dies. And you know he's going to get screwed over. But there's this moment, like, post-surgery where he thinks, you know, I think I'm going to be okay. And he actually, he's sketching out a jigsaw track in the park, which is a <laughs> great movie, a great scene. And he decides, you know, I'm just going to put it down. And yeah. then... He gets pulled back in. The people screwed him mm-hmm. over, and he puts them to their test. But I think mm-hmm. there's a there's a certain catharsis there, and I think I appreciate it because my dad died of cancer, and uh, him being able to kind of take a little bit of revenge on someone who someone who pl- yeah. preyed on that. Yeah, and the I thought bringing back Amanda was a great.
2: Yes, place. I'm still really, really um, sour that they.
3: Like, She's misused in
1: part three, for sure. And,
2: and she would have been fabulous to continue the franchise. Wow.
3: That would have been... To the Constance Mandalore. Mm-hmm. That is I Who's w- not great. No, no, no. I love He's Hoffman. Off. He's not great. I will say Hoffman, when he becomes full Terminator in part seven, it's a little silly. <laughs> but I thought that uh, they wrote it as a trilogy, and they really should have just...
2: They should have just let it... Yeah.
3: Either done that, or found a way to... Amanda's not dead. Yeah. Because... I think there needed to be the dueling jigsaw apprentices for yes. the latter half to really work. Although Saw 6, I thought, worked. Yeah,
1: because also so you was know, just Saw 6. Like, this one and that one are both, like... The, the whole series is fuck you to the medical industry, but specifically... Yeah. X and 6.
3: Yeah, it's like X is fuck the insurance companies. 10 is fuck the people who are like, yeah, no, you can totally come to me for an alternative surgery and we'll cure you. And, you know, it's just... It John Kramer... And Tobin Bell are just like he really does a good job of just portraying that character yeah. to a and you really I think it benefits from him being older because yeah. you really he looks more sickly. He looks
2: frail. Like I, I love the yeah. fact
1: that they don't even try and hide that it's not nineteen no. uh, not two thousand and
2: three. No. <laughs> no. They're not they're not de aging him in.
1: Yeah, in no, using or that. they put a wig on Amanda
3: or put her in that, that sweatshirt. <laughs> well like, and and the I
2: thought that the the antagonist in it, which is I mean Part of why it's successful is that he is very much the protagonist. Yeah, uh, she was fantastic too. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah, she yeah. was great, and she met him. I mean, like she was on his level and presented a genuine challenge. And her, f- I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to say things more than that.
1: We probably shouldn't because okay. it's still out
2: there. Um, I will also say the the first like what third of the movie, other than. The fantasy scene where he's imagining revenge, he's taking the, into somebody. The
3: eyeball scene. It's yeah.
2: a it's a drama.
1: It really it's, is.
2: It's not a horror film. It's being played as a as a drama. Medical for...
1: drama that later has people doing mm-hmm. stuff to themselves.
2: But <laughs> it, it, it it's you spend a really large chunk of the movie on that, so that it makes the betrayal, even though you know it's coming, yeah. sting that much more because you're you're lingering in this world with him. You're you're feeling the same hope he is. And if they had just had be like the first five or ten minutes and then it switches over, it would not have worked no, as well. Not at all. So you, you really and also you get to know uh like his relationship with the one girl, the one medical. Yeah, yeah like
1: the, the mate girl. The, the mate girl yeah. and you
2: you feel for that and, and you get to know them and they're real characters. They're not just these caricatures of of evil. So that made a huge Difference. It's some of the
3: traps in this one. Um, oh, the gilly knife trap, awesome! Mm-hmm. The brain surgery trap, mm-hmm. awesome! The uh, arm trap—I really, I can't describe it any other way than yeah. that. Yeah, and the giant radiation machine—that <laughs> was so fucking funny. funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one, they drove the shark a little bit for me, I but it's like la
0: la la lying all this yeah. shit because I haven't seen the movie yet. But. It's good, cool.
3: It's really good, and honestly, like it's. It's up there with the first one. Because mm-hmm. I like, saw
2: one and two, and I didn't really... Other than I, I appreciated... Uh, was it Spiral with Chris Rock? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fun because I just liked everyone chewing scenery. But I
3: Saw was bad, but I liked yeah. part seven when they had... Uh, I didn't like the movie. But um, I, I loved the scene where... Um, like They just had Carrie Elwes just chewing the scenery the yeah. entire time. And then the... Um, the one scene with John Kramer is he's in the backwards baseball hat, right? <laughs> he's dressed Agenda. like like a like it's like they got his wardrobe mixed up with like a, a street youth in the, <laughs> in the early two thousands. It was great. I'm incognito. <laughs> All right, so
0: number three for Kim.
2: Uh oh. Okay. Um, I hope, Connie. I hope you appreciate my number three. Um. This is a number three again. This was an unexpected one. I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did. I was not expecting to have feelings about a movie about pro wrestling. <laughs> My number three is the Iron Claw. Yeah,
3: I, really I still haven't seen it, see yet, but I want to.
2: Uh, about the Von Erich family, and I have to say, also, I because I don't follow wrestling, y'all. Like, I know who Hulk Hogan is and like The Rock. That's about it. Um, i didn't really know anything about the von Erich family going in i didn't realize that actually what's portrayed in the movie is toned down from what actually happened which blows my mind because you have this this like wrestling dynasty almost like this this family of, of professional wrestlers their father was a professional wrestler who never felt like he was successful but his success came more from what he built than his actual
3: career, yeah. Career. He was a he was a promoter at heart.
2: Yeah, but he had a whole thing of the Iron Claws going to defeat you. Uh, but he raised his sons to in a very unhealthily competitive environment. But to to be wrestlers and um, the movie, there's only. Wait, they cut a son out for the movie and not Holy the one shit. that died as a child. They cut yeah. one of the sons out because it was too much of a downer because of all of the stuff that happens. Uh, but you're following an unrecognizable Zach Zac Efron Zac. as um, Is he Kevin? Kevin. He's Kevin. Yeah. He's Kevin. And again, I knew it was Zach Efron because I remember seeing the trailers and being like, who's that actor? No, it's not. Uh, he looks like He Man. He, he does. He, he both, really
3: well. The 1980s to be a wrestler, you had to be juicy. You to had to be yeah. Uh,
2: but it's it's even just you know the type of character he's playing. Like there's there's a sweetness. There's a he just wants to be with his family and and this brotherly love and support of each other, even as all of this tragedy is happening, all these struggles and and injuries and drug addiction and their father who's a royal piece of shit. Uh, no, I it, it was a really genuinely moving movie. It was really well put together and and the performances across the board are fantastic. Zach Efron gives a really great performance. Um, the actor that plays ah crap, there's too many brothers the 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 former Olympic athletes, the um, Carrie. Carrie, yes. Yeah. And, what, oh, and what's so sad is so Carrie, who was training for the Olympics, but then it was the year that the U.S. didn't compete. So he comes home and he joins his brothers as a wrestler. Uh, but the, the true story is even more bonkers than the movie, but the movie is really worth a watch. It, it's it's very well done. If you're saying to yourself, um, but Kim, I don't like wrestling, Hi. Uh, have you met me? I, again, I, 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 I know who Hulk Hogan is.
3: That's about it. Um. Let me tell you something, brother. Have you heard of Pasta Mania? His pasta-themed restaurant? (laughs) No. Oh, I'll show you after the show. But there was a legitimate Hulk Hogan-themed restaurant. Oh, my God. It was Pasta Mania. And I will show it to you, but after the same. Okay. Uh,
2: But no, it's, it's just, it's genuinely, I really enjoyed it. Uh, And I was, I was really surprised at, at how moving it was. And that... I will also say, for a movie that is filled with a whole lot of tragedy, it's um, kind of beautifully uplifting at the end, and that's what I'll say.
3: It, I I haven't seen the movie, but I no, can, but I you can, know the fam, you know the story, yeah. It is probably one of the darkest wrestling stories. I would say probably Chris Benoit is the the first one, and mm-hmm. he, he killed his family, so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to kind of yeah, hard, it's to, hard to that. One. Up that. Um. But the Von Erichs were a huge deal. They were huge in Texas. They were like the top... They were celebrities. They like, were huge. Yeah. They, they, they would shoot like... Um, there's a commercial they shot for a pizza place. And mm-hmm. you get like a free Von Erichs phone. And you get all the pizza and muffins you can eat for $5.99. It's a pretty good deal. Um, but they were a dynasty. And they just mm-hmm. whittled down. And I remember I watched the Hall of Fame induction for them in 2009. <laughs> Because WWE at this point had... The territories were, had long been dead. Yeah, WCW yeah. was dead. They were it. They were the only game in town. And they were pretty much, you know... They'd gotten the library to the the West, uh, the, the WCCW uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And part of that agreement was that they inducted the Von Erickson. And there's it's one Von it's Erickson. It's Kevin. Yeah, it's just Kevin. Kevin came out game. and he said that um, he... You know... He wanted to be in with his brothers, and now mm-hmm. he doesn't even have a brother. And it's just—it's one of the most. But <laughs> <taunts> on your <laughs> Kevin heart is
2: still alive. Yeah,
3: he's still. And his again, sons are wrestlers. So.
2: When I, well, and that's where I say when I say that it ends on a kind like is as, as tragic as the entire story is. The director did manage, and I think again, very smart in some choices he made so that it didn't. The ending could have been a gut punch, and even though it was really sad, it it was beautiful and, and again, hopeful.
3: <laughs> yeah, through Kevin's perseverance. Yes. Oh, he he's really remarkable. kept the Von Eric name going because there are, like he supported Carrie's kids. He supported yeah. all these and his own kids are now wrestlers and the Von Eric name still lives on. And he's a
2: ton, like his family's huge again. Yeah. Um, through him and his wife. Yeah. No, it's I, again, I, I, I did not think I would have this many feelings about a movie about wrestling.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I am. I am very glad I decided to go see it, and Just wait I, I highly Hulk recommend Hogan it. Until the Hulk Hogan
3: biopic with Chris Hemsworth comes
0: out, <laughs> oh fuck yeah!
2: I mean, if, it's, if he's got a shirt off the whole time, I'm there for it.
3: Hey man, you know, <laughs> canonically, according to uh, Hulk Hogan's Gawker trial, Terry Bollea has a five inch penis. Hulk Hogan has a foot long <laughs> penis. That.
2: I do remember that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Speaking oh. of a candidate to be playing the Grinch in the next triple hey. X. Hulk Hogan, though, sequel. not yeah.
2: just just Hulk Hogan. <laughs> All
0: right, Tony, what are we looking at? Uh, you know, mine's pretty numbingly predictable. Um, I think it's on at least one other person's list, uh, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hey. Um, I think that this movie is evidence that a mass entertainment can completely and totally deliver on complexity and emotional resonance and humor and also be like eye-poppingly dazzling uh to address your point cody i am so fucking shredded and burnt out on the marvel the mcu it's not even funny i don't think i've seen any of the movies in five years i resent the fact that they are forcing people at gunpoint to watch fucking TV series to be able to follow the fucking movies that are in fucking theaters. I Thank think it's you. bullshit. I like Marvels. I think Well, I haven't <laughs> so seen it. You know, I can't I can't, I can't speak for any of them. And I, you know, I it's probably You're going perfectly to like, good. I'm sorry. But probably. I mean but I mean and you know, Wakanda forever. I heard it was good, but I just yes. I just am so. not interested in seeing any Marvel movies. I've been totally burnt out on them. But across the spider verse completely wiped all of that superhero burnout away for me it is really it's 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 got a wonderful backbone of character uh, it, it it creates this very twisty and very complex uh, plot and universe and uh, and varying plot twists and the characters work so strongly and it's also just like one of the most... Like visually, incredibly visually creative movies, just period that I've seen. It does things with the Marvel Comics universe visually that only the first Spider Verse animated movie even began to do, and it actually, I think, builds on and improves that. It it creates a whole other, it creates a whole other universe of secondary characters that are every bit as engaging and interesting and visually interesting as the ones in the first movie. And it manages the hat trick of making, of creating a bunch of different characters and yet really defining them very well as you go. And it just, I was just dazzled and stunned. And I i can't think of many more, there's one more on the list, I can't think of many more mass entertainments that felt... So locked in where every single person in, in the collaborative process was running on all eight cylinders and was dedicated not just to making a movie that was going to be a big fucking hit and had explosions and, and had the obligatory audience button pushing bullshit. They really wanted to make a truly great movie, and it shows from top to bottom. The voice casting is immaculate. The visual representation of each of the ind- individual spider people is phenomenal. Um... I, I just I just was absolutely dazzled by it, and I'm so glad I saw it in a the theater because I think just on a big screen it's second to none. Um, it's I just I just adored it. I thought it was phenomenal.
1: I think it does a great job of using what worked in the first movie, but also but building on it and using that without some feeling repetitious. Yes. Anyway, because the the first movie is so stylized and so particular in the way it does things. Yes. That when we have um, you know for the sequel you're using it same template of yeah. the art style and the characters and bringing in the bigger Spider-Verse yeah. but without ever feeling like, oh, it's was second one with different, you know, spider people. Oh, yeah. It did Absolutely. build on what we thought in the first time to a better degree and not only that, the, the humor is great. I love the spot as the villain and how he grew as a villain too. Oh, totally. Yeah, we, uh, we just talked about or whatever his actual character name was. The, um, the, uh, it's creating a from a side thing to an actual threat to yeah. getting into the third film. Well, and right? I
0: love how he starts out as comic, but then he builds in menace, which actually, uh, whether people think so or not, is a really good metaphor for despots and dictators who start out being ridiculed by the incognizetti and then all of a sudden, next thing they know, they are much more lethal and much more menacing and much more of a threat than you would ever perceive. And the
1: uh, the reason I didn't happen in six rather than the top five for me is like I saw it the second time and thought it was still absolutely fantastic. But I thought parts of it didn't move as, as well as mm. I thought the first time around. Mm. Um, but it still was was really solid. And the second I saw it had the sound issues fixed, so that was cool. Mm. Um, oh, that's cool. That's a win. <laughs> that was uh, but no, the movie is, is, is absolutely the color use across the board. Like the pastel world of uh, Gwen Stacy was a huge yeah.
0: And I, I also love that Gwen was much more fleshed out in this mm. one. Yeah. Well, and I,
2: I had this at number four, and I remain really enamored on how specific each of the different universes are. Yes. Um, and how the deliberate choices made with each character's style yes. that's so impactful um, that even though we're using the medium of animation that they managed to create such distinct, different styles and characters and and i absolutely love that um yeah i like that we're getting more of gwen i like that we're understanding her a little bit more um i i like uh hobie is oh <laughs> yes i love I spider-punk i love spider-punk um but i and i i like that there's continuations on some of the bits from the original with like the way they'd introduce themselves and and all yes. of that, um, for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that it it's it almost again it feels like a continuation of the comic book that it's it's honoring the rules, it's honoring. But what's... But
1: also speaking to canosity, yeah. It like it's different, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's directly brought up in the
2: movie, but it's uh, no, I I I really and and. I still... I enjoy comic book movies. I still enjoy them. I think I'm, I'm watching them probably more regularly than anyone else at this table.
1: Besides <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah, besides probably you. <laughs> but, you can see everything.
2: Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I've gotten a lot of the fatigue. But this still feels fresh and new and interesting and exciting. And it does end on a cliffhanger. I'm I'm very anxious to see the resolution. Uh I remember when we were seeing it in theaters, and it's it's not short. It's two it's hours. Yeah, uh, it does. It, it felt it's two
0: hours of twenty at least minutes, yeah. in the
2: movie theater. It felt really fast. Yes, but I just remember there was some point close to the end where I was like. How the fuck are they going to resolve this? That's I feel like horrible. there's
1: when it went to be to be continued. you were like, what? Yes, <laughs> yeah. like
2: there's idea. a lot that needs to get addressed. Are they going to have time to do it and it to be continued? And I almost like flipped a table. I was I had feelings about it's it.
0: It's very you know it's it's very Empire Strikes Back and how it does that. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that as time goes by and as we get the inevitable third chapter of the trilogy, it's probably it here, going to I
1: think. sit. Uh, it's been delayed a year. Yeah, it's close. probably oh, going to sit. It strikes. yeah.
0: It's probably going to sit in terms of overall quality with The Empire Strikes Back, um, which is, I think, far and away the best of the Star Wars movies, in large part because it's very rich in terms of its character. The other thing is I also just, I love Miles Morales as a protagonist. Yes. I love the fact that he's a superhero, but that he's also navigating, you know, shopping for college and... You know, uh, being insecure about girls, and also trying to navigate being a functioning adult and getting to like frickin' parties. And he's fifteen. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, but and, and it his feels family. genuine. You know, balancing
2: is, is. I love his parents. His parents are great. They characters. are fully fleshed
0: out, and that's mm-hmm. what makes all the difference in the world to me. Is that you feel like you're. All... It's a fucking cartoon, for God's sake! And I feel like the characters are more fully fleshed out and more involving and more engaging than in most of the live action. Um, you know, Marvel 2.0 movies, at least the ones I've seen. Okay. So, yeah, huge big ups for me. Big thumbs up.
1: All right. Uh,
0: I think my number three is higher up
1: on someone else's list. I think Tony's, but maybe possibly. I don't know. Uh, was Godzilla Minus One? Yep.
3: Okay.
0: Higher. I figured as much.
3: All right. Number two. I. This could. You could literally swap this, and it would be. the My ultimate thing was my number one I saw in a theater. My number two, I didn't.
2: I know what your number two is.
3: (coughs) Number two is Hell House. Yeah, it was. Uh, (laughs) I simply put, love this series. And I think that this
2: is so good. It's so good. And And, I love found footage. Yes. Yes, we have that in common. We like the found footage movies.
3: And, And I think it's really good because you can watch the series and really not pay attention to the background stuff and still mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yes. But I love it just because there's so much lore baked into every movie. <sighs> mm-hmm. This one has its, you know, t- you know, they should have left the, the mansion way earlier. I would have left at a certain point.
2: Uh, I Yes, I think we're thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a point where it's gonna, like, put the camera down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put the camera down. You need to get the it fuck does, out It does there. do that.
3: Mm-hmm. But, like, and it does a good job of... Because originally, it was supposed to be the Abaddon tapes. They were supposed to make a six-part Shudder series.
2: Right, yeah.
3: And that fell through. Shudder didn't want to make the TV series. They said that we'll, we'll help another movie. Mm-hmm. So basically, the they're folding all of the Abaddon tapes mm. into the these Origins movies. <gasps> oh, so there's going to be another one, like because it sets it up with the, the... Did you see the very end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Is looks that good. good. Mm-hmm. That's going to be... That, and it kind of sets up where it's going, I guess. They're talking about not doing a fountain footage one next time. I
2: I read an interview where he was saying that, yeah.
3: Which I think would kind of open the horizons on it. I think there's a big um there there are some limitations in how of course, of course. Grand the plot is yeah. because you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, with the exception of the third one, somebody's gotta die at the end. <coughs> mm-hmm. They gotta find that footage.
2: Yeah, yes, yes, yes.
3: Um but there's yeah. only so
2: many workarounds to that.
3: Yeah. And I really just loved how atmospheric it is. That yeah. mansion is creepy as shit.
2: And remote, the way they have it, so remote. You
3: know where mm-hmm. the Avedon was creepy because it was in the middle of town, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know there was stuff around it. You could yeah. and you were tr- you were usually trapped in there. you did not really trapped in this place. No, it's a big place. And then when you do get trapped, you're so remote, you can't get anywhere. No, I appreciate that.
1: It wasn't like an abandoned thing. Able to figure out, like it. Well, try to figure out what happened, but it was because they even to say, like, we keep renting us out for a couple of days at a time. Mm-hmm. That it's you know, like because I was like, how are they can get around the fact that this. like, so when you first saw them, like, this looks like a well kept thing that yeah. they just rented. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, we rented it out as an Airbnb. Like family, oh. <laughs> the family owns it throughout. <laughs> because I, I like they'll go around. With, like cause usually you find these places. They're like, yeah, they'll somehow just the still on. Like, who
2: would still <laughs> the 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 comments about you know yeah we've got internet because I gotta say one of the creepiest scenes that was, is the Zoom call.
3: Oh, that was so well done.
2: Like, every beat of that, I was like, on the, and, and again, we, we watch a lot of found footage movies. Yeah. It takes a lot to feel fresh. And the first time I saw the first Hell House, I remember even thinking like, this is something different. I I've I, I mean, like, it's not, we've, we've seen this movie before, but this is still doing some things and Going some places and crafting some scares in a way that is so impactful and so, like, genuinely creepy. Yeah. I thought it was really smart to take it... Well, and I love the true crime angle. Yes. I thought that was really clever because it gave you something to... And then finding her tapes, the, the sister... For those of you who have not seen the movie, the basic premise is that they're staying in a house that a murder happened in because the lead character, one of the lead characters, is a true crime podcaster. So she wants to stay there so because she's going to be covering and she wants to dive into it. And there's a mystery attached to the murder. I loved that our central couple was a queer couple.
3: Yeah, that was
2: nice. And, and just that it was... It's not a plot point that they're queer. They're just a queer couple. Yeah, they're they're just, just, it just is.
3: They're just queer. That's, yeah, it, that's, that's it. That's
2: that's it. That's 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 the story. Um, no, I I I was a little unsure if it was going to work. Leaving the Abaddon, they attach just enough of the Abaddon to it, but you mm. can still watch it without having seen the others yep. and enjoy it and appreciate
3: it. I think you watch in either either or. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say honestly, like some of the. That uh, that last ten minutes mm. really picks up, mm-hmm. and I love the thread throughout the movie that she finds those tapes, mm-hmm. but she has nothing to play them on. She ships them. Mm-hmm. She never sees what's on those them. fucking tapes that would have mm-hmm. solidified. Get the fuck out of there! Yeah,
2: and that's that's such an effective way to show that there's things the audience is learning that they never exactly got to know. That we're looking at that because I'm a sucker for the style of like that leans a little more into kind of a documentary style of we're getting interviews from people and, and we're seeing these bits. Um, the
1: two timelines I think was really strong.
2: Yes, yes. They build on each
1: other really well. And it mm-hmm. Didn't feel like a cheat uh, if we caught two cutting head, I think the, cu- the cutting heads built into
3: now the past. I think the next one really has a chance to kind of. they, they could hybrid it. Mm-hmm. Or they could just do it, you know, completely straight. But I think, I think it could stand on its own without the fountain footage.
2: Without the found footage. Uh,
3: but I definitely think that they, he's got like a whole universe to wait to kind of tie this all together. Mm-hmm. And I really just am interested to see where it goes yeah. because there's so much, there's so much lore in the series, and it, but it's always so, it's so good and creepy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even the second one and the third one, people are, like, kind of iffy on it. It depends on who you really liked it. But I thought that the second one was really... The second one was basically is Empire Strikes Back. It's yep. so bleak. Yes. Like, that has the darkest ending in all of them. I yeah. would say the first one, because, like, the first one, there's like that. Okay. And then the second one's like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. And the third one has probably the most inventive found footage ending I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And it
2: went in the direction I was not anticipating.
3: Nope. Me mm-hmm. neither. And then part four is like, okay, uh, there it, it's we know this is probably going to be another two or three movies, mm-hmm. but
2: we're growing the universe. But I think I think that's what I also like. They're growing the universe in a way that didn't feel like we're struggling, and we have to grow the universe. It felt organic. It felt yeah. like a natural extension of, of where this story could go. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Uh-huh. All right. Let's uh, jump again.
2: Um. Okay, so I suspect my number two is either higher on your list or at the same. We'll see. Poor Things.
1: I already went that. It was number four.
2: Oh, yes. that's right. Oh, so okay. Poor Things. <laughs> Let's do this.
0: All right. Uh, have you watched it? Or have any on list? I, I have, have not. Okay. My God, I regret it based <laughs> on how utterly effusive you guys are right. about it. Uh,
2: Emma Stone. My God.
0: She,
1: she and Lily Gladstone are up to to Well, and, and what's, what's hard
2: there is that they both give such drastically different types of performances. In
1: very different sort of movie In movies. Very, it's like, going to be really hard.
2: Comparing them is almost unfair. Uh
1: that's the first thing that came out. I was like, oh man, I was really going for Lily Gladstone for Killers, and now... <laughs> it's,
2: I, well, but see, I feel like Lily Gladstone, you can almost make the argument for supporting...
1: You could, but that's so her character, though. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's anyway yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, we're, we're jumping ahead. We're things.
2: jumping ahead. Um, so Poor Things is um, a <laughs> it's vaguely steampunky at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, story of, of Bella, uh, who was a young woman who um, threw herself from a great height to To end her life, and uh, this this Willem Dafoe plays this kind of like Frankensteiny doctor uh, who transplants the brain of the baby into her brain. <laughs> so she's just trying to figure out how to people.
1: <laughs> and the way it happens is so. Brilliantly done. Brilliant.
2: Like, it's, it, it's kind of a hard movie to give a synopsis yeah. to outside of we're just kind of.
1: I find that, like, I, what I find interesting in reading about, talking about it in the credit and reading about other people's reviews is that nearly all reviews are based upon it's Frankenstein with this person and this thing to kind of, like, just so you don't have to give away plot points. Like, I wrote. I may have just given away a plot point. I apologize. I didn't, apologize. Think, I didn't <laughs> in, But I was like, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, uh, Frankenstein so away with so Cronenberg and Junet, oh, which. Gets into the steampunky, mm-hmm. uh, infused with some of the infectious absurdity of the action language that runs through the best of Monty Python. <laughs> it's so and funny. Every, every review brings up two or three different other things. Plus, Frankenstein. <laughs> but well, it's, it's hilarious.
2: It's a hard movie to kind of <laughs> like explain. The it's hilarious. Yes. Um, also, uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh,
1: best performance he's ever given.
2: Oh my goodness! And he has to be having such a blast playing.
1: It's very against type it's for him. Very
2: it's against type.
1: Deliciously
0: sleazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and full of all just great characters that she encounters in her journeys, uh, a very specific world that gets built, and each place she visits has its own look and aesthetic and color.
1: Uh, so it, I've seen it as this kind of like almost a darker take on Barbie. Uh leave like
2: it is have this kind artificial of world yeah. that you're part
1: of that you're uh, a sterile world you're being watched and this and that. Then you she breaks that she doesn't really break out, but leaves mm-hmm. and experiences the world and see how things that actually are, finds herself in that and grows as a person by seeing this other world. Uh, without getting too deep it, into the Yeah, yeah. But it's funny, <laughs> it does meet many of the story beats instead of the same things that Barbie covers but in a very different manner. In a
2: very different manner. Um but no, it's just it's fantastic, and again, it's a long movie, but it moves very well. Yeah,
1: it's two fourteen, I think. Yeah,
2: like uh, and and across the board, the performances are fantastic. The world building is is brilliant. Uh, visually, there's just so much to look at and absorb. Uh, be warned, a friend of mine went and saw this with her parents. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, lots
2: of
1: nudity and sex. Lots
2: of nudity and sex. So depending on your relationship with your parents, just take that into consideration. But no, uh, I I was utterly charmed and delighted by it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of Emma Stone's best performances. Oh, yeah, hands down. Across the board. Hands
2: down. And, I, and I'm Emma Stone fan, but this, to me... She really shines because she has to make like her physicality throughout yes, it, exactly. the growth, the evolution of the character. It's it is a really challenging part, and and that she nails could it. Could be
1: really showy in a, in a wrong if you have the wrong person in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the uh, to play that way because uh, like you know the line from *Tropic Thunder*. You know. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Without using the words myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think Tony McNamara's script is astounding. Like he made mm-hmm. you know, The Great, and he wrote The Favorite mm-hmm. that Yorgos previously directed. He's really great and wonderful with having a st- wit of how people talk to each other. Yeah. And how people deal with each other. Mm-hmm. And as they grow and, like, really sharp in the way that he gets at things without ever feeling... You know, overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, know, we talking about relationships and you know, and expectations of, of how you treat other people and how people treat you, and okay. sexuality, and yeah. and how we treat people, sexuality, and so forth.
2: I mean, urge we all have occasionally to punch a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: like the language use is astounding. Yeah, but uh, you many new phrases to enter the lexicon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Four Things, check it out. Yeah. You
3: know, and can see in theaters it. if yeah. you
2: can. It's... it's The scale of it is... is You want to see that in the big screen.
3: Sold. Do it. <laughs> Sorry,
0: brother, not one night flips coming out.
2: Seeing <laughs> 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 it Friday. <laughs>
0: anyway, what do you for number two? I, 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 I... All I can say is I it is one of the biggest regrets of assembling this list that I didn't get a chance to see it. I... I and you guys just completely sold it, sold me on it, and then some. Um, however, I did see two, a uh, number two and a number one movie that I thought were pretty terrific, and I know at least one of them is on someone's list, and that's my number two, which is Godzilla hey. Minus um, One. Even as someone who has literally spent his life ingesting damn near every Godzilla movie since I was a freaking kid, you could have knocked me over with a feather had anyone told me that I would get so. Emotionally wrapped up in a Four, guy I cried. movie. Four times. I cried.
2: That was my notes. Wait, my notes says, I cried. That's what the notes say. I
0: cried. It was two, two, and counting. You know, mm-hmm. two, and then fighting back a significant amount. Um, I there's just, and this is, uh, you know, kind of coming back to um, at least one of the other movies I talked about today or tonight. Uh, this is a really well wrought historic drama that happens to have a giant fucking fire-breathing lizard in it. You could literally substitute Godzilla for any other threat, and this movie would work every single bit as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the mark of a really great genre movie. It's the mark of a really great movie, period. And it establishes some very persuasive and interesting characters. Uh, The central moral conflict of uh, the main character of uh, Shikishima, uh, who is a kamikaze, a disgraced kamikaze pilot, his whole moral kiosk involving his guilt about not having given his all. Plus, you know, uh, it's a long story, and without getting spoilery, there is a, a revenge motive involved in how his character feels about Godzilla. There's an amazing <coughs> semi-cold opening that really is just staggering in terms of its blunt force impact. It's a great... It's like every great scene that you could possibly want from a kaiju giant monster movie, but just executed with such incredible brilliance. And then, for half an hour, it's a character study. It is a character drama, and you get totally royally invested in the characters. And... uh, The director, uh, Takashi Yamazaki, who also writes the screenplay and is one of the... He co-wrote the screenplay, and he's actually the special effects supervisor on the movie. Um, He creates this... He does this really great job of creating a very plausible set of circumstances that completely push the United States intervening at all out of the picture, gives a complete and totally rock-solid background for why... Japan itself, and specifically a faction of Japanese, have to roll up their sleeves and fucking handle this shit uh, as far as dealing with Godzilla. It's also um, the scariest that Godzilla has been in, I don't know, how many years, how many movies?
3: 1954. 1954? That, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty Seven much. Years.
0: It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I mean, it, you, you would never expect this from a Godzilla movie because everyone's used to the whole suitmation concept, and it's got its charms, but Jesus... The special effects in this movie are jaw-dropping. They are terrific, and it is one of those movies that you have to see on a big screen. It's also, I can't emphasize enough, that the characters work so well in the movie, and, you know, I, I'm going to riff on some ancient, ancient shit, but one of one of my favorite, like, classic Hollywood directors is Howard Hawks, uh, who made a lot of westerns and a lot of, dramas and action movies, but the bedrock of his movies is always that he, he was able to draw really interesting and engaging and likable and funny characters with just a few brush strokes of character and dialogue. This movie does that same thing with the supporting characters. Um, the uh, the character of uh, Shikishima, the disgraced uh, fighter pilot, has a whole bunch of guys that he works with on a mine-sweeping boat and they're all like these great Fun, engaging characters, and you almost want a subplot about each one of these characters. And it just—it's—it's also—it's really intensely self-critical of Japan's complete sacrifice of human life at the altar of life and uh, of pride and victory. I mean, there's so there—it it, addresses—it's much more self-reflective probably than any of the other Godzilla movies. I mean, everyone knows that Godzilla is semaphore for, you know, uh, nuclear fear and Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But when seeing, like, a Japanese filmmaker really deep dive into Japan's culpability in World War II and the cost that that wrought on human life as well as the Japanese consciousness is it's it's really something else.
1: The um, the without getting too deep into spoilers, mm-hmm. but uh, when you do see the nuclear fallout of various things like atomic breath, mm-hmm. it, it feels way more so than you do feel at any other uh, Godzilla film. Oh, it's, absolutely. You feel every death, you feel every person who gets stomped, you feel every everything that happens, and I think I text you afterwards like uh, when we get to the monster stuff, it's like, yeah, a part of your brain's like, monster, yeah. Part of your brain's like, no, no please stop, exactly. go, go away. Exactly, it is so, uh,
0: it is so well constructed. It is so well constructed. On a, and, and I mean again, if you make a genre movie where you're totally invested in the characters. Sold, you know, you you have my heart, and this movie just does such a good job of it. It yes. just it does such a good job of it because we have actual characters that we care about, and it's, it's yeah. a human story, which you know you don't often get in the Godzilla
1: movies as much. Like as much as I love the MonsterVerse, uh, the, it's popcorn for or the the MonarchVerse, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah, it's popcorn for yeah. destructing porn. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like, the characters like the last couple have been like way too many human characters to move things along, and this is to see. This is the opposite way. Opposite way, though I do look forward to you know Godzilla Kong too. Because uh, I, I love them. Too. Oh, and I, but the, the trailers really, out now. It's a different oh, style. Yeah. Of it's
0: it's fucking candy. It's yummy. Oh, I saw the
2: color purple. The the new trailers out. Nice. Um, no, I I uh, I was surprised at how moving it was. I was getting. I was not prepared. It was I think it was you that was like you're gonna cry? Or, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Don't I'm not. And. There is a specific moment that I'm not gonna give the specific plot point, but when it happened, it was like instantaneous tears. Just <laughs> I was like, I know ugly, exactly which one Absolutely. in the movie theater, and then it happened again a little later on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's 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 got so much heart, and the performances are so good. Yes, there there. I uh, apparently it's like chock full of of a bunch of like. Japanese, Bigly movie, stars. Japanese yeah. movie stars. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was talking to the artistic director. One of my theaters is is Japanese, and and I asked her if she'd seen it. She was seeing it. She was going to be in Tokyo, and but she was really excited because she knew all of the act. She's like, "This guy is amazing, and this guy is a huge movie star." And I was like, "See, these are things that you don't always know when yeah. when you're watching it. Uh, the The caliber of the performances is is fantastic, uh, and it's a relatively I mean, it's not a huge budget movie.
1: Apparently, fifteen million, but also apparently that might be mis- misreported. That's what I've read.
2: But for for a monster movie of the, you like, it's not a huge budget movie, but it. They make it look.
1: Oh,
0: good God! God gorgeous. Yes. It's
2: gorgeous.
0: It is
1: incredible. sometimes you're like, "Oh, that's a green screen,"
0: but very, but few
2: very times. few times could you really I, now tell? I,
0: I never went there once because I was so engaged in the characters and so engaged in the plot that I gave zero fucks about yeah. a green screen. Some so. of the stuff, like on the water, I thought,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah.
0: that—that's just the way things are, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's I, yeah, I just was uh, so completely blown away by it. I, I just think it's, and it, uh, it also, it's one of those movies. Every now and then you see a movie of a, of a specific genre or a subgenre where after you see it you think how is anyone going to do this any better? This I, I can't conceive of anybody doing this type of movie any better. It's and the that, best Godzilla movie. Yeah. Up, yeah, and and I and I maybe recency bites, but I, don't I know. literally saw after I saw it I literally thought how is anyone going to make a better Godzilla yeah. movie a better giant monster movie than this because it's so. Hits on so many levels, and I, I, I was wanting your take on this because you're not someone, Kim, who grew up on these Godzilla movies and, and and you know had went into it with preconceived notions. So the fact that it really worked on you, I think, speaks volumes to how great it was.
2: Well, and, and commercially, it's done really well, and I think the people th- seeing it are not horror fans it's no. it's been doing really well yeah, with the american audiences now. yeah to, it was supposed
1: to play for one weekend and it's been playing for a month and a half mm-hmm. now because uh, it's, it's doing well, well and it's, well. it's a subtitled and it's movie yeah. along at like number like four or five right? yeah on the every, every day so it's a mm-hmm. it's
0: a japanese movie a subtitled japanese movie it's not dubbed and people are like eating it up you know well, and i
2: do love that that you know another big movie this year has been uh that the boy and the, the boy and the heron, boy and the heron, yeah. I, I, I didn't like that as
1: much as everyone else, but uh, I haven't seen
2: it yet, so yeah. I but yeah, me I, but I appreciate yeah. that that's another one that's making a lot of lists yeah. and yeah. and thanks
1: to me, it, Miyazaki, so yeah, it gets yeah. yeah. a, yeah. a, exactly. a bunch of points.
2: Uh, yeah. I saw
1: that last week, and uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I,
2: I was, I'm, I'm happy anytime we're getting a an international movie that is um. <coughs> being watched by American audiences mm-hmm. and not just, like, a niche American audience. Yeah, like. and, it's
0: not, and it's not been watered down for American consumption. Sure. It really doesn't feel that way. And the f- Is this, this, it's, it's solely Japanese movie. Yeah. It's a yeah. mm-hmm. Japanese movie. no American characters. no American no. burr. It wasn't there's being made no. for Americans.
2: It was, it was yeah. yes. But yeah. it's finding an audience and finding appreciation and, and finding viewers. People are seeing it. I yeah. think that's amazing.
0: Well, and it's because there's a refreshing universality to it. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the fact that it addresses all of the foibles and uh, the absurd fixation on pride and victory at any cost that you know Japan collectively was kind of enfor- like forcing on its people that's a pretty freaking universal theme when you look at any unfeeling government that just like crushes or somehow restricts its its citizenry i mean there's there's and then there's just a really persuasive human story at the center of it it's just it's it's so good it's so I will have to see it. Yeah, dude, see um, it in the theater. All right,
1: uh, my number two
3: is uh, excuse me is Oppenheimer this Is the highest it's getting. I think. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. It, it, theoretically, I if I had to say else, I what seen. was the best movie I saw this year, I probably put have put it there, but it wasn't the one I enjoyed the most. But I will say this: this is Jason Clark's my fucking <laughs> movie. I mean, well, you know, know what
2: though? Moments. I yeah, okay. no, I liked Jason Clark more in this movie than anything I've ever seen him in.
3: Yeah, he but, uh, was great in this, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, Everybody was. I really thought it was great. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, oh my is. God, like, he yeah, it's
1: is between like oh. him and Mark Ruffalo for like supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my head, talking about four things again, but like uh, yeah. the no. other day, Kim asked if uh, if, she, if she if we think she'd like it, and I said, well, it's a lot of white guys talking in rooms it and is. yelling at each other. <laughs> but it for is. something that <laughs> that is, it, it it works and it lands, and I think it really works well as a. We know we know the story generally. Yeah, you know, Coming yeah, in, you, you know, if you know who Oppenheimer is, uh, which now everyone does, if you didn't before, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's not a straightforward biopic. But no. It does cover a lot of the stuff and the, the building of like figuring out how the bomb works, and that's really thrilling. But also, I didn't expect coming in to have the political thriller aspect of. Uh, mm-hmm. Of the nineteen, of the nineteen fifty-somethings mm-hmm. hearings coming in—that's something I had no idea was coming in because I don't watch trailers. Sure. Um, and without getting in, into that, like the way that that plays against the other half, I think was brilliantly done uh, of set up and pay off, mm-hmm. almost like a heist—not like a heist movie, but like a con movie, mm-hmm. a political floor movie, where you get these always moving parts that, in these three different timelines.
2: You that, can't take your eyes off it because it yeah. will jump between times sometimes. Very, very quickly yeah. between I mean, multiple they're just times at
3: the table, and next thing you know, um, Emily Blunt's watching. Oh uh, my <laughs> <Flora FOSB laughs> <Like laughs> God! <fourth clears throat> getting railed?
1: Uh, but each of those timelines, they had a different, different visual style, a different mm-hmm. audio yeah. style, we different very performance specific. style, mm-hmm. and it was really like you can tell when the switches have not not just simply because of black and white or different color senses. Uh, no,
2: there was very specific artistic choices very, being made. And it's
1: so well done in that case. And the way they all tie together, so it's not just, you know, oh, he makes the bomb and gets, yeah. feels bad. We, we're it. not
2: starting at the beginning of his life and going, do, 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 and here he makes the bomb. You've yeah. literally
1: seen that, the fallout huh, but
2: I'm just, hey. uh,
1: of, <laughs> of this to his later life and how everything he's done to come back around mm-hmm. and all the machinations that Robert Downey Jr. is doing and yeah. how that comes together and pays off in really unexpected me me ways so this is part, you know, that part of the history I didn't know. It's kind of like, you know, we only oh, know Oppenheimer made the bomb, but we don't know anything about him afterwards because, you know, American history doesn't like it when people start to slide, uh, mm-hmm. you know, slide red. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, same thing like people don't know about Helen Keller after she learned, learned how to read, read and stuff like that. It's like, oh, wait, never mind, she was a, uh, you know, she was an outspoken feminist and and wrote uh, communist literature. And mm-hmm. we like, oh well, we're not going to talk about her in history. We're going to pretend, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So it's in the, in the same way it's opening. Uh, so I think it was incredibly thrilling for being that, and, I, and not only that, this the bomb creation sequence is great, the bomb going off, the was, bomb going off, that was, was yeah. wow, and like to a degree that I did not expect.
2: I will say it was a slow start for me. The first chunk, I was like. I, I, I wasn't loving it. I was appreciating what was being done stylistically. I was appreciating the performances. It picked up for me when they got a little bit more in some of the direct bomb stuff. And then when the pacing picked up for the later, later chunk of the movie, I, I got... Uh, I was a lot more engrossed. I appreciate um,
1: that the stuff in the beginning it might have been slower came it, back. It came end. back, it was yeah. Very it's necessary. Well, very excellent check-offs, guns. Yes. Set-offs.
2: I think I I could have done with maybe a little check of pacing. Fair enough. The pacing for me was off. That it was so it, the movement was so fluid and so nicely done, the later chunk of the movie. And the first half. And some of it's just getting used <coughs> to the style. It it there's no you dive right into the style. There's no moment of adjustment. There's no setup. You're just, boom, we're in this world and we are going between this time, this time, this time. We are setting up wait this. wait for the audience
1: to get there. Well, he does that in Dunkirk as well. He has the three timelines. Yeah. takes a second to realize, oh, okay, I see what's happening.
2: I, I almost feel like part of my, and I almost would be curious to go back and rewatch again and see if I have the same feelings about the first half. If it's that it really was pacing or if it's that it just took me a little to settle in to what was happening on screen. Um, I'd say my biggest criticism is just... Uh, and, I mean, I feel it's a little unfair because it's not the focal point of the movie. And yet, they were crucial to the plot in certain ways. Is that the the female characters were so fucking underdeveloped. Which is fair. And and so obviously written by a man, <laughs> like I like painfully so. Like I I, I I appreciate Christopher Nolan. He cannot write females. He does not know what to do with them. He does not know how to develop them. I I, I can't think of a single movie of his where I've been like, you know, who's a great character in that? This man, woman you're that he me writes. that he
3: didn't write Catwoman really weirdly in <laughs> Dark Knight Rises? <coughs> Talia's death is the best
2: thing of that movie. I I just, it's, 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 (laughs) I and I, I, it feels weird to quibble about in in a movie that they're not the focal point, but you did have two fairly important women in there, and I just wish that a a little bit more care had been taken with their dialogue and their characterizations. And you had two fucking fantastic actors. You have Emily Blunt. You have Florence Pugh. And she. Emily Blunt
1: comes around at the end. That, that, she that, does, that is, yeah. Uh, towards the back half is, uh, yeah.
2: But and and there's stuff though. I mean, like I appreciate you can't go all out into history, but like she also had a quite the alcohol problem, yeah. which played into a bunch of things that you don't really doesn't really get seen or addressed. And and uh, the Florence Pugh stuff. Uh, she was she was really important but it felt very rushed i felt like we're i don't know again where there was for me there was some pacing stuff and and i might feel differently on a second watch i thought it was a a obviously i mean it's christopher nolan he knows how to make a film he knows how to make a brilliant film um that for me was never going to be in question can i say and i think you kind of made this point like is it a movie that i want to like sit down and watch again fuck no not anytime I saw, soon. I saw
3: the money shot. That's all I need to see. That's all you need to see.
2: <laughs> Whereas you know, I've I've rewatched Hell House Origins.
3: I've re-watched it three times.
2: Yeah, like three times already because it's a fun movie. Now, do I at some point want to rewatch this? Yes, I want to see how I feel rewatching, especially the first half of it.
1: I'm I, I got it for, for you, Yule, so i watching. Yes. It soon.
2: And, and I, do
1: I look forward it to it like three hours of features about it. some Oh my online. god! Yeah. And I do I appreciate love, I love that, that
2: uh, I was able to watch it because um, Bob let me have his digital copy. I so. didn't this. <laughs> I but I very much appreciate it because I was kind of balking. It I've already had to rent a lot of movies of some of the more obscure ones, and I was not super stoked to have to pay more money. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a a brilliant film. Um, it's, it's, uh, it didn't make my top 10, but I appreciate it. Does that.
3: Yeah, mean, it makes sense. Do you know uh, what I mean? One yeah. thing that just bugs the crap out of me is Jason the, Clark. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he was perfect. He should have been Oppenheimer. Um, but God, they're so Marvel brained that they're like, at the end, they added the, oh, this this up and coming senator. uh kennedy oh but i'm yeah. like okay you're not in the fucking avengers You're <laughs> not going to show up in the thing you don't well, have so to. jason clark it.
1: played teddy kennedy and 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 quitic so he did. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we're gonna come hey, around uh, uh the anyway, avengers
3: where two of them never died so uh that's
1: uh that's that's your number two right yeah so we're down to our number one <gasps> so number one. come to our uh our quickie uh, oh, right. honorable mentions. Honorable, mentions. So, honorable mentions. Bob's holding us to a time. I'm holding you to a timer. I probably should hold us to a timer for actually talking about the movies too. Next year. Next year. Um, but uh, so let's say two minutes to say what you need to say. If you don't need it all, that's all right. But uh, for we're in no commentary on each other. We're just going to say what we need to say and Slide through. Unless you want to comment on someone came before. Alright. But that way we are not getting into deep conversations with the last... Yeah. Last row. Alright. Cody, what's your honorable mentions?
3: Alright, honorable mentions. I'm just going to go through movies that I've actually seen that just didn't make the list in either way. Uh, Megan. Yeah. Uh, thought that was fun. That <laughs> was... It almost made my top ten. Honest to God. It, it was that or Scream 6. I thought it was just a really fun flick. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's got a great, like... Some great needle drops in there with like "Walk the Night," great stuff. Um, I talked about Renfield earlier. That was on my dishonorable list. Um, Slother House, <laughs> the sloth slasher movie. Didn't see it. Actually, pretty fun. I wouldn't say that it was the greatest movie ever, but if you're looking to kill an hour and a half, it's pretty fun. Um, let's see, uh, VHS eighty-five. I thought was pretty good. Mm. I definitely think that they're they maybe need to not make them yearly. I think there's only so much you can do, Um, especially, like, limiting the year. I thought there were a couple good ones. Uh, One actually ties into The Black Phone, which I thought was interesting. The last one. Uh, Project Eerie. Just... Another fucking movie I hate. (laughs) But, you know, honest to God, I'm not going to rag on it too much because it's an independent thing. I thought the movie sucked. And I hate the bald actor he always casts in those. Guy is like, the, he, he reminds me of a guy who like camps outside of 7-Eleven and like asks you for smokes. Like, <laughs> hey bro, you got some smokes on you? I'm like, stay away. And also, I do not care if you will get possessed. <laughs> and then Totally Killer is the last one I'll bring up. I really liked that. Yes! I thought it was fun. It was Back to the Future yes! meets uh, a slasher film. I thought that the, the cast was really fun. Mm-hmm. I thought that the plot was really mm-hmm. fun. And I thought, honestly, if that's another one that would have been like number 12 for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And also, uh, I got five seconds left. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's <laughs> penis.
2: I don't want that going into... I don't want to be thinking about that going into mine. All right.
3: <sighs> okay. All right, Kim. Thank uh, you. Don't I'm, give me a time limit again, Bob. He, he's kind of
2: getting my time.
3: <laughs> the time has continued for... <laughs>
2: Alright, I'm gonna double I'm gonna second totally killer. I thought that was just a damn good time. It almost made my top ten, uh but I was like I'm only allowing myself one really silly off the walls one. Uh Wrath of Becky, man, I loved <laughs> Wrath of Becky. It was a follow up to Becky, Uh,
0: but but I liked it
2: even better than Becky. Uh, It's a delight and violent and wonderful. I saw The Color Purple the other day, the new musical. It was really, really good. Go and see if you have a chance. Uh, Hashtag Chad Gets the Axe. If you liked Deadstream, you will probably like hashtag Chad Gets the Axe. It is so silly, but really fun and really ridiculous. Uh, it's been a good year for some found footage because also the second horror in the high desert came out. I need to see And that. I really enjoyed it. There were some things for me that didn't work, but, but I do like that they're trying to kind of grow the mythology. And there is a third one that's going to be happening soon. Uh, I'm gonna give a couple shout-outs to some TV shows. I'm a big TV person. House of Usher, motherfucking yes. House of Usher. If you have not watched it, stop listening to us and go. Wa- well, no, maybe don't do that. But go watch House of Usher. <laughs> it is. It is so well crafted. It is probably my favorite Flanagan. Uh, Everything from everyone cast in it, which also considering they had to recast one of the principal characters, (laughs) is very impressive. Uh, Second season of Our Flag means death. I love my gay pirates. uh, And it's uh, I loved the second season. Uh, Lots of gay pirate kissing. Love it the uh justified prime evil which was the the uh continuation of the justified series series itself ended years ago they did a limited series on fx where we got to meet Waylon gibbons again and he's up to his old tricks really really good uh timothy Olyphant can act like nobody's business and i very much enjoy it thank you all and good night perfect
1: and oh there it is
0: all right. Right on time. Uh, I'll make this nice and brief because uh, we've actually discussed a fair amount of the honorable mentions that would have been on my list already. Uh, talk to me. Again, a uh, familiar story, very well told with a distinctive spin uh, and a lot of youthful energy and a glance at a teen populace that I learned about that, that felt fresh and new to me. Uh, Well done, Uh, packed a wall up despite its inherent um, familiarity. Also, Evil Dead Rise, uh, I saw it twice at the theater, Uh, quite wowed, I thought it was extremely well directed, blessed with some solid characterizations and with a refreshingly 70s sense of mercilessness and also a lot of visual um, touchstones with classic Italian horror cinema. Demons 2, The Beyond, a lot of direct visual cues, so I really enjoyed those Um, I'll give a, I've only seen like the first three episodes of The Fall of the House of Usher, but Jesus fucking Christ, it is brilliantly written, it so elegantly updates and expands on Poe's oeuvre Uh, just from what I've seen now I'm like so totally wowed I am really looking forward to diving into the rest of it those are kind of my honorable mentions of stuff that (coughs) is like 2023 stuff. But i don't Gotta Be.
1: Alright, two minutes for me. Alright, I'm gonna start out with taking Joyride is a is a raunchest blast of uh, road trip everything goes wrong comedy which is always which tend to be a little little raunchy but this thing has a ton of heart ton of character Mm -hmm. really great depth of of it so building into the familiar genre. Uh, featuring you know another woman director, ha- female Asian cast, uh, so it's awesome. Also speaking of a uh, Asian director and Asian cast, uh, Shortcomings, uh, directed by Randall Park, written Randall Park, is a really solid character piece of trying to find yourself in your twenties. Um, but also going back to uh, you know awesome uh, women-led, directed, written stories. Uh, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, from the Judy Blume novel, is incredible. Uh, I can't remember who directed it right now. But, uh, the girl who plays, uh, plays Margaret is, she played, uh, Cassie in the first couple of Ant-Man movies, and she's really awesome as a girl, discovering who she is in the 70s. The aesthetic's really great, Richard McCadden's amazing, Betty Safty. Um, there's a great documentary about Judy Bloom called Judy Bloom Forever, which is on Prime, speaking of her, uh, that's a really solid look at this great writer. I've read a lot of her stuff, um, read, read the entire FUD series to my son, and that's a great series. He really understands children, and I think it really helps. Um... Also, uh, uh, Priscilla, the new film from Sofia Coppola, is uh, is filled with fantastic performances looking at someone who usually gets wayli- uh, waylined, and I can't speak that. Uh, and the Elvis story, yeah, she's usually often a footnote or a, hey, this has happened, especially with the big Elvis movie that came out the previous year, uh, so we get the flip side of everything that happened there from her point of view, and Kaylee Spenny, I think her name is, who held the craft, too, uh, is she's astounding and she's wonderful and blackberry uh is uh looking at the rise and fall of blackberry which you think would be boring but it's actually really thrilling uh read by jay baruchel um and uh, there we are that's my two minutes okay coming right on into down. our last uh last number ones here <laughs> here we go so all right bring yourselves so to the end
3: Good this ready. one was like i said this was neck and neck with hell house um, and it, what pushed it over the line is like did you get to see it in a theater. Uh, my number one for this year is Evil Dead Rise. That's what I figured it right on. back up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I love this movie, From start to finish. Right once it, once that first click happens, uh. it is balls to the wall into the end. And I really, it's really well shot. It's definitely uh-huh. got those influences like it's the Beyond Demons Two. There's a whole ton of. I, I thought that the gore was really actually really well done. It wasn't overdone, um, yes. but it was it was a nice amount. Um, I thought that it leaves the franchise potential to do more. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I thought that their interpretation of deadites was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Ones where you can't, you can't really... different books you have a different way of mm-hmm. acting and yeah. you can't really kill them either. And Makes it very difficult too. The opening credits. Man. Yeah. The opening Holy credits. Yeah. shit! Best opening right credits, credits of the year. Oh. I will give it
0: right that. I would say probably the best opening credits. That sets the tone of the movie. Out. Yeah, so like right
2: you, know, and you're like, I know what kind of movie I'm in. Yes. And, and
0: also, um, <laughs> I, I think that it's it bears mentioning to give a shout out to Christine Sutherland, um, who plays the mom. I'm forgetting the character Oh, she right is. Now. Yeah. yeah. She is Good. excellent. She is. You know, she her character dancer, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. And, and yeah. that and that's that shows in her body language yeah. when she's fully possessed there's so I, I it's an astonishing performance and it's not just that the makeup is super effective it is what she is doing with her body yeah. and how deeply unsettling that character becomes once she's full on dead eye Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah.
3: probably one of the most memorable Dead Eyes oh, that they've ever had. Hands
2: Absolutely. down.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like it's it was I like, want to see
0: her in more horror movies. Because the Dead yeah. version
1: of her is still a full complete character, it's not just a exactly. snarling monster. And that's something. what
0: makes it effective. That's really what me. makes it effective. Yeah. So yeah, good choice. It's it's definitely up there for me too. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, That's what you uh, get uh, for having like a series that has five movies
1: and like a <laughs> uh, five movies in a TV show and every every one of these entries is you know a top of the top I
3: will say this is my horror unpopular opinion. Bruce Campbell kind of annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, so I like the first three. Blasphemy! First. I know, right? Heresy! I like the first three Evil Deads, but sometimes he's just too fucking. Much. Oh, him okay. no, as a person,
1: yeah. It's kind of like the. It's part of being. It's his. It's, 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 it's his. It's his, 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 his persona, The shtick, right, yeah. yeah. And, you know,
3: sometimes I just, like, I do not want to see that. And that's why I love the 2013 Evil Dead. Mm. And this has just been. Perfect. I yeah. loved the like just the lore of how they found the, the thing, and yeah. then them him playing the on the record that uh, you know summons the thing. Yeah, that's really, really scary. The Jesus, when he's theater. trying to stop it, and then you yeah. hear that, and that first like nah, comes through is like mm, yeah. Mm, the the sound, done. the
0: sound, the sound mix on that movie is phenomenal. The
3: sound is incredible. The soundtrack, the sound itself. I will say that it did a really good job of. No one is safe in that movie. Oh, yeah. totally, totally. Like, really, like you learn that pretty. Like, once they, um, once a couple characters die, you are like, holy shit, no one's mm-hmm. fucking safe in this and like the, But
1: the family dynamic at the center of it's really strong, and I love the the production design of like seeing like the notches in the woods as the kids were growing up, and mm-hmm. it gives a lot more depth and oomph to the things that happen because yeah, it doesn't feel like just a set. It, feel it, like it elevates the stakes massively. It feels like a lived yeah. in family and a lived yeah. in place. Yeah. And
2: um, the 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 parents and children like that's a a, that's a different it's just different than a group of friends friends, it's different than yeah it it hits in a really different way
3: though when they tie the the film back um they have that kind of like lived in quality of like you know they these are like cousins they're there's a relationship there Mm -hmm. yeah and then, you know, basically seeing how this thing just tears people apart, tears yeah. families apart, yeah. tears everything apart that it comes into contact with. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what's going to happen when um, the cops eventually get up to that top floor? Because <laughs> you can't put them down. Mm-hmm. We'll find out in the next one, right? In the evil next Dead one. Rises again. Apparently, it's supposed to. they're supposed to do another evil. I guess Sam Raimi wants to do another one. Really that quick. doesn't shock me. Yeah. This one was well, this one was good. I hope so.
1: Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Kim, what are we finishing up with?
3: Uh I think
2: it might I, I it might be the same as yours. We'll see. This might be a surprise. Um Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bingo.
3: That's
0: not
3: he's Oh, is it mine. is it all three of us? <laughs> yeah, mine.
2: That's funny. I'm uh,
3: counterculture this year. Uh
2: <laughs> well and again, I I uh, I read the book.
0: Um, years knowledge.
2: ago, and and loved it. I mean, as much as one loves anything, yeah. when you're talking about, but it, it's it's the book is is fantastic. If you've not read it again, I, I highly recommend it. Um, man, Lily Gladstone, like yes. uh, it, she anchors this. Thank um, you. I do appreciate. I was reading a couple interviews. Uh, because the original script was going to be from the fbi's perspective like them coming yeah, yeah 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 which which again that's how the book is anchored it would have made sense but the some of the comments being that um you wouldn't have been able to see kind of inside the community because there was a resistance to these outsiders coming in and so taking us into the movie and into the community and and uh was a way to get into the story earlier and to kind of live in some of the events which i i think Worked, it also humanizes
0: it enormously. Yes, yeah. uh, I think that one of the things... I mean, I've always had a huge amount of respect for Scorsese as a filmmaker. I think technically he is utterly brilliant, but I often have a hard time connecting with this movie as emotionally. Mm-hmm. And you're going to appreciate this. I think part of it is because there's such a fixation on toxic masculinity yeah. in these mm-hmm. movies that it is hard to pierce that yeah. and go beyond the incredibly brilliantly precise technical surface. Mm-hmm. This movie... It's easily his best in a couple of decades, Oh, and yeah, it, 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 the big factor behind that is that there is there is a human element, and that shift in focus that you mentioned from the FBI mm-hmm. to the tribe and to Lily Gladstone's character mm. and to the interaction, the the relationship between her and her gullible, <laughs> but somehow you know like affecting husband mm-hmm. played quite well by Leo DiCaprio. It, that is a perfect emotional inroad to the rest of the movie and it just adds so much more impact and she is so tremendous. She is is one of those actors who does so much with so little Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where she, I think... Normally, if you don't see a lot of a character in a movie, sometimes it feels like a deficit. Mm-hmm. In this movie, you feel her presence and her spirit through the entire film. It becomes the emotional anchor of the movie. It becomes the thing. It, it becomes the hook that draws pretty much every viewer in. Is the is the the journey and the and, and what she's enduring. Um, I also think I, I Robert De Niro disappears into the. Oh, fucking he, he's fantastic. Best this role is. In, down. Decades, okay. decades. If he, if he I haven't seen him this he's good. Give it a shit. Yeah. If, you can if tell. he doesn't, if he doesn't sew up an Oscar nod slash win for this movie, I'll be shocked.
1: Um, Hopefully, I, I'm hoping that uh, Mark Buffalo or uh, yeah
0: can get it. <laughs> the other thing, <laughs> I, the other thing I love about <laughs> this yes. movie is I think it's really wonderful that it. It's like a lot of different things. It shines a corner on a largely unacknowledged and honestly rage-inducing corner of American history. Uh, it is a riveting crime thriller that really, like, ties into you know Scorsese's yeah. ongoing you know interest in like the how absolute power and how uh, how it corrupts absolutely, mm-hmm. and also just the incredible lure of. Of vice and crime as an as an inroad to what's perceived as happiness. A lot of what we find in Scorsese films are here, but with different different light. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's it's a little terrific, little terrific little courtroom list. drama in the final third, it, and the cast is phenomenal. Also, I love how it ties things up at the end. Yeah. I love it was a that. very clever. Some way. people didn't like that, but I thought it was perfect. I thought it was I so was so Thank you yeah. um, I thought also, it was so clever. Speaking of women who do amazing work in movies, massive, massive shout out to editor Thelma Scudis. Mm. Yeah. Because this is a three hour and twenty minute movie that moves like that. Mm-hmm. And the things that she does when it comes to the inner cuts of the descriptions of acts that occur versus actually seeing the mm-hmm. acts that occur and then seeing those acts in a slightly different angle or from a slightly different point of view later in the movie mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. And it's one of those things where the the relationship between her and Scorsese as, as editor and director is so like synergistic and so perfect. I just... I was absolutely blown away and I saw this on my fucking computer screen I rented it and watched it on my computer screen like three days ago Mm. and after I saw it I was like holy
1: I saw it theatrically and that three hours I wish I would have it flies like that I never felt like I needed to go use the bathroom it's one of the most breathlessly paced three hour and 20 minute movies I'm like like, this is reaching because I I wasn't where I watched that day so I'm like I have no idea where I am in the movie I don't know how much longer we actually have just knowing how movies move like Mm -hmm. I know that we're reaching the end, but it feels like we're just really jumping in. Yeah. I feel like I still have like an hour left, you know, of just simply what feels like three hours and 26 minutes. Yeah. The, uh, because it moved just that much. Uh, But yeah, Lily Gladstone gives such an amazing, like rounded, rounded performance. That feels so natural. It, in a good way, it feels like a non-actor performance. Oh, totally. It does, uh, yeah. Without, I know without what you're being, saying, yeah. Without, without not yeah. disparaging her in any way whatsoever. No, no, no. But just the way that she reacts to things. That's someone
0: disappearing into the character. Mm-hmm. It, especially
1: compared to actors normally much bigger, like De Niro and, and DiCaprio, who are usually... Not, and they're both great, but yeah. you can definitely... They, they definitely get more showy, I'm an actor performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they disappeared in their roles, too, as much as like DiCaprio. Like I, I loved how much I didn't know how... I know... The actual story between DiCaprio's character and what the actual guy did, but the version of him here, Elmer, I think his name is uh,
2: Ernest. Ernest, Ernest, yeah.
1: yeah. Like I wasn't sure how much he knew about anything. I wasn't sure how much how gullible he was, how much what his truth was, and I think in a good in a good way. Yeah, that he played it so well. So yeah, because we're mostly, even though she's obviously the main character, we're also following him just as much. Yeah. uh, They said that knows when she's not there, we still feel her. And so uh, but he's complexity. essentially the audience yeah. eyes, mm-hmm. and he's very complex as a character. When, and we don't, but we're following him in like every single scene. But we still don't know what he knows, and how he knows, and how full he is. And I think it was really impressive for his character in that way.
2: That he, like, he's he's going along with his uncle and doing and participating some truly horrific things. But the contrast then of he also genuinely loves his wife, and he's doing things that are hurting her. But he... That's what I found kind of fascinating about his character and their relationship. Because uh, you see moments earlier on, too, where where she's, I think, suspicious of him.
0: She Yeah, she has his number, like, right away.
2: But but she... Like, even from the beginning when they're kind of courting, she knows who he is, yeah. but she also... She believes he loves her, and she loves him. And is, as... That that always remains very true, yeah. in a very twisted, and messed up I also, way. I, I do want
1: to also shout out the the side characters feel very, Coen-esque. Like, yeah. very Coen esque. Yeah. Clacky. Yeah. Oh Anusky, my god. Yeah. Yes. You, uh, you, have, you haven't seen it, right? Or no. or the people who are listening haven't seen it. Like without getting into the details of what makes these characters what they are, but yeah, I was thinking like. There's a very Cohen quality to this, yeah, and, uh, especially in the side characters and, and and the way that everything unfolds in the, especially in the back half.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that one of the other things that's great about the movie is you have a lot of great turns from established actors who stem to stern do great work. I mean, hello, Brendan Fraser, John Lithgow, yeah. brief but incredibly memorable small and parts, but, very but yeah. From... You also have. I'm sorry, you were saying?
2: Uh, no, I just, that that no one is wasted in it. Every character is cast so thoughtfully.
0: Absolutely. And
2: the, the fact that you have a director who can get these bigger name actors to come in and do these smaller parts is also very telling.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I think is wonderful, though, is in kind of getting back to those quirky, Coen-esque side characters. Um, Scorsese is also smart enough to use actors who nobody knows who the fuck they are. Yeah who just like disappear into these into these peripheral roles and who feel so right and so like you know of the of the time and place that they're in i mean it's just the period details are awesome the closing shot is breathtaking mm-hmm uh yeah i mean i just wow i this is another one where the hair's standing up on my arm thinking about it, it yeah, just, i really can't wait to rewatch this i yeah, can't either i'm like is okay. it playing in a theater i need to go i
1: think it's only an apple plus now but uh when it when the nominations come out
0: and, it'll you know, be in the in a theater oh yeah and yeah. i will I'm be there go they will with with we'll do second runs hey maybe the the newly minted uh cinerama slash Sif cinema downtown oh i love will be screening at the screening the downtown
2: probably won't <laughs> They're doing slightly bigger, like yeah. I mean. Well, but they might do the, like the best picture showcase or
1: something. Yeah, like when, it, when, he, when he
0: Oscar time comes around, hopefully so. But anyway, I'm I'm delighted. I am delighted that so many of us were on the same page with this. I I can't urge people strongly enough to see it, even if you're not a Scorsese believer. I can understand because I have had my hot and cold, you know, with his work.
2: Yeah, especially but, recently, his the last yeah, few films. I've been most. I agree. <laughs>
0: Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, again. Very well I made, like Irish, but yeah, didn't
2: like didn't like the Irish Oh, I hated like Wolf the Wolf of Wolf Wall Street. Of Wall Street. Yeah, I, oh, like, like, I, I really
1: yeah. like it, but I understand yeah, the
0: Irishman I is there. the Irishman. Yeah, same old, same old.
1: But yeah, the, I like The Departed though. The uh, for fine. what the it the is, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It's fair. Yeah, Killers the Wolf of the of War is Wall almost or, like a culmination of his career, and of course, he says he's already his he next thing lined up, and he's like what eighty four or something. Yeah, and comes out with like this, like because I'm I'm gonna your best work and still be in you. And God, I know it's
0: it's like everyone considers. Film directing to be like a uh, like to a great extent a young man's medium. But when you see a movie like this, it's like fuck that shit, you know.
3: Young person's yeah. medium.
0: Great, great, great
3: movie. Yeah, they got him on board for the uh, sequel to um, Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah! You know he's doing uh, Mickey's. He's Steamboat. doing yeah, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <a>, Steamboat <laughs> Willie. <laughs> 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 he's got <a> Steamboat <laughs> Willie. That <laughs> shit. <laughs> I can't wait for the Steamboat Willie porn that's going to come out. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Killers of the Fire Moon,
3: topping, uh, topping us.
1: It's interesting that like it was number one for three people. For three people, <laughs> has, has, has that ever like, happened? No. That they, um, yeah, even like everything we were all that last year like, ended up being like two or three on something. yeah, okay, because
2: you know? I think yeah. I am yeah. think... yeah,
3: always the one that goes against the grain. Well, I, feel I think
2: like. I, I think I put Piggy one above. Yeah. yeah. Uh No. Well, we, and we've had we had a lot more shared movies. I feel like this year than yeah yeah, yeah. That I did. I
3: though. mean, it's
1: been a really solid year. I guess. Yeah, you know, that a lot of like, you know, we have a lot of things that popped up again and again and again because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, between, you know, Barbenheimer and then mm. Poor Things and Godzilla and, um, you know, Killers of the Flower movie and Moon, everything is just like, there are a lot of huge movies that not only became culturally relevant, but actually legitimately fantastic films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the like,
3: fact that both Barbie and Oppenheimer became such a thing and then both were really fucking good was yeah. good. Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember, like, because I keep track of, like, release dates and then i are watching it come, getting close to, like, one of these is gonna back off. One of these is gonna back off. And then became as a cultural juggernaut mm-hmm. together. One
2: well, that the lead, <clears> both, <throat> both lead actors, both Cillian Murphy and, and uh, Margot uh, Robbie were leaning into it and supporting each other and being like, going to see each other's movies. And I thought that was so smart. It became, like, and... the thing
1: of the summer. Like, yeah. people who really had no interest in one or the other We're seeing both mm-hmm. in one go. I saw them, like, separately because Allison didn't care about Oppenheimer. Well, she, uh, but Barbie, yeah, we went we went to see. But we were on vacation in Charleston when they came out, so we had to wait a week or so. Yeah, but even then, we saw Barbie, like, at a 2 o'clock showing on a Monday, and it was
2: filled.
3: Yeah. So Yeah, we saw, um, was it, like, a 10 o'clock showing? Uh-huh. Barbie, when we saw Barbie? I, I
2: have
1: no idea. Oh, yeah,
3: you're bad with time. Um, I think it was, like, 10 o'clock, and the, it was 75% full. And this yeah. was a couple weeks after it came out. It was it.
1: Yeah, it was sold out for, like... Two solid weeks, like everywhere. But uh, anyway, so we are at two hours and eight minutes for the back half. Oh my god! Uh, one yeah, hour forty seven, for the first half. Eight. Yeah. yeah I, oh my I mean, god! You got Six thirty. Hello,
0: five forty in yeah. the morning. Wake up call. I wake up at five. I'm on vacation, vacation this here, entire
1: up. week, so. Um, so, but thank you everyone for listening to us as we talked about a lot of movies. Uh, <laughs> maybe will be three com. We updated occasionally or posting in Mostly places. The uh, last review I wrote them. was Saw. I have a couple ones that like I think I've posted personal reviews that are like, man, I could edit this and put it out as a regular review. Maybe I'll start doing that. Um, Please do.
2: My goal this year is to write some more reviews. Yeah, all
1: right. we'll, do, we'll do that. We'll see what we got. Not, Maybe I'll start we'll Thirstcrafted yes. on the,
3: the Instagram post. Nice. They got my Daisy Dukes out. Do it. Oh no, I'm going to wash this car. And uh,
1: listen to Ghoulish Tennessee's also featuring Kim. Hey. Uh,
3: and the great
1: work she's over there with Gabby over Amen. Uh, true crime, murders, etc. What's what, What's your phrase?
2: spooky. Yeah.
1: I was going to say your your Oh,
2: out. uh sh- Shit. Um, <laughs> I'm Gabby, and I'm Kim, and we are two paranormal investigators who delve into the depths of the famous and not so famous cases of Moiada Geis. Legends and lore with a healthy dose of debunking. D-bunk. Debunking. I had to like start at the yes. top to go through it. Yes. Apologies. Sorry,
1: but it's is the best way to get through it. All right, cool. But uh, we'll listen to you guys later. Uh, I mean, you listen to us later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's eleven. We've been doing this a lot. I normally oh sleep by
1: ten. So uh, oh, all right, so I'll see you guys yep. online. All right, have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Later.